He's heating Welcome up. to Visionaries Global Media, your number one source for podcasting entertainment. Visionaries Global Media, envisioning excellence on a global scale. This is Band from Ringside. Tonight on the Band from Ringside podcast, Raw turns 30. Mark Briscoe makes his AEW Dynamite debut. We have all of your Royal Rumble predictions, that and a whole bunch more tonight on the Band from Ringside podcast. It one hiccup, I don't think it's the end of the world. Well, you know that wasn't my fault. No, not at all. Not at all. Ditch that 9 to 5. It's time to feel alive. Hello, Mark. So welcome to the Band from Ringside Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Bill Veggie, a.k.a. Pamela Henderson. <laughs> directly, I told you it's stupid. Sitting directly across from me, we have Jason Cornelius Bell. What's going on, JCB? Nah, motherfucker, that was... That was... <laughs> sorry, but... It's a, it's a genuine laugh because I don't look at you first, and obviously I don't know what it is coming up. So if I laugh, it's genuine. If I don't, then it's genuine, too. Fair enough. On that note, we know, I'll ask the congregation to bow their heads as I read from the latest edition of the Band from Ringside Podcast, Volume 292, Chapter 3, Verse 14, and the Good Smart saying, Hashtag Boo the Heels. It's all good, baby. Listen, share, subscribe, repeat the Holy Trinity of BFR. Um, can I tell a quick story? Of course. So me and some friends were having some drinks uh, after work Friday night, and there was a jukebox that wasn't being played, and there was one credit. Well, my friend's phone was dying, but she had a credit to play. So her brother took the phone away from me. He was like, let me play a uh, song real quick. So we're having a conversation, and all of a sudden, I'm hearing in the background Randy Orton's uh, entrance music. And I'm like, I'm like in mid-conversation, I'm like, so yeah, so the chicken crossed the street. What the fuck is this? Is this Randy Orton? <laughs> My boy was like, dang, he started laughing. I was like, man, that's a goddamn shame. I could hear WWE theme music in the background and just shut everything down and start talking about wrestling. Well, and he did that shit on purpose. I was like, shout out to my boy Leonardo, man. That was good shit. Well, yeah, it's weird to hear it in the wild. It's totally, right. it's totally normal <laughs> to hear it. Like, it, that's the weird thing about uh, Cult of Personality is that um, – Cult of Personality was a song that I've known my entire life. Right. You know, that shit came out in, what, 87, 88, something Sound like, like that. like that, yeah. Uh, Living Color, the band that does Cult of Personality, they opened up for the Rolling Stones when my dad went and saw them at Bush Stadium on the Steel Wheels tour in the late 80s. <laughs> and I remember my dad saying then, this is 35 years ago, I better go see them because they're probably done after this. Those, <laughs> mother- <laughs> Those motherfuckers are still touring. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. It's Hot take. And, and, then, and then now you hear Cult of Personality, it's just... It's CM Punk. It's CM Punk, yeah. right. Because, I, I don't know, I used to tape it onto cassettes off the radio and right. go back and listen to it, even when I was fucking eight years old. No hey, shit. everybody, uh, Zach is not with us tonight. Uh, he has some stuff going on. I can't remember what it is, but he I did... I think it was work shit. He did send in his predictions... So, it's just me and Jason tonight. We will try to keep the yelling to a maximum. <laughs> uh, we are coming at you from, you know, it's chilly St. Charles, Missouri, but it ain't as bad as it was last, last week. Last week was what? Yeah, last, last week, week was, was yeah. No windy, fire and, yeah, no and fire on top of it. This time, we got the fire, and we got no wind, and I'm, I'm wearing a jacket right now, and I kind of feel like taking it off. Um, <laughs> well, I got two on. <laughs> I'm from a cold weather people. Ain't that the truth? You are not. No. Uh, but... You know, it's the Royal Rumble weekend. It's the it's. I don't know if it's if it's not your favorite. Your your mileage may vary. If it's not your favorite 
event of the year. It's certainly probably the most fun event for the year, and it's the most fun to prognosticate about what's going to happen. It's certainly the most fun to watch in a room full of people. Um, yeah, I'm, that I, sucks. I'm gonna miss that. I, I have a quick story too before Let's before we get into it. Uh, my uncle Don Moxley passed away last week. Uh, R.I.P. He was 76. Uh, I knew him my whole life. I went to his wake tonight. Um, and I was standing in line at the wake, and this woman in front of me, uh, she she was my dad's cousin. I've never met her. My dad's mom had 15 brothers and sisters, so I don't know all of his cousins. But anyway, she was like, oh, you're Joe's son. And I was like, yeah. And we were kind of talking, and she was – her and her husband were both talking about my grandma and grandpa, who I was very fond, I was very fond of both of them. And um, she goes, oh, yeah, I remember going over to – they were Alex and Josephine – Oh, yeah, I remember going over to Alex and Josephine's house, and it would be Saturday night, and Alex would always be sitting on the couch, and he'd have his pro wrestling on, and he'd be yelling at the TV. I was like, oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) No shit. (laughs) You don't say. Might be more nature than nurture is what you're saying. (laughs) Hey, hey, Cheryl, uh, my dad's cousin Cheryl, why don't you check out the Band for Ringside podcast? (laughs) Right? Like, share, subscribe, repeat. Hope you like cum jokes. (laughs) Because Zach's insane. Insane. <laughs> anyway. You need a break this week, Uncle Joe. Uh, that's uh, great. Uh, okay, so once again, the NBA Jam button is acting up. I think that I secured it, so now it's not doing anything. Uh, it'll probably start doing it again. But anyway, if you hear it, that's not because I'm fat fingering it. That is literally because the 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 the, the machine's fucked up. But without further ado, let's get to that three count. One, two, three. who knows. <laughs> No clue. JCB, kick it off. What's the one count? One count we're going to do, a little jump back to Raw is 30 or Raw is triple X, however you want to call it. If it was, I guess I'll just do the one, I guess, obligatory Zach's joke. You know, Raw being triple X is, you know, no different uh, than just what it is. It's just WWE Raw. And they kind of pushed the envelope a little bit. Nothing crazy from the uh, attitude error or whatever the case may be. But overall, I thought it was a pretty good show. My expectation bar was pretty low because usually in scenarios like this, you have a, a sketch or two where it's just not very uh, interesting. See the the poker uh, backstage uh, segments. You know, I get it. It's a, it's a staple of these reunion kind of shows or whatever you want to call them. But to me, the low point was there. The high point came right off the bat mm-hmm. in the trial of Sami Zayn, where it was supposed to be uh, an acknowledgement of Roman Reigns, but apparently their uh, offense seeker were not able to be at raw. So that kind of threw a monkey wrench to it. So in classic WWE fashion, they rewrote the script very late. And this is probably what they should have went <laughs> beforehand. I don't know what it was to begin with, but this was... Who wasn't able to make it? Uh, I believe it was Offa and Seeker were supposed to be there. Oh. And uh, for whatever reason, I think it was either health or travel reasons. Don't quote me on this. I'm not the journalist of the group. Um, they weren't able to make it. So you had the Sami Zayn uh, trial to kick off Monday Night Raw. I'm the, I'm the journalist. That's what yeah, you're saying, right? for sure. Okay. Yeah, yes, you. yes. Please I just, respect my... I acknowledge you. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so the, the trial kicks off, and I'm thinking to myself, I'm not sure where this is going. You know, it, it kind of feels like this is a rushed idea. You know, 
how how far can we, you know, roll the dice with the bloodline and just at the last minute come up with this, you know, continuous a, a different angle on this bloodline Sami Zayn storyline, and they knocked this out the park. Um, Paul Heyman, amazing as the prosecuting attorney, if you will. You had Jay Uso coming in to, to save Sami Zayn after Sami was basically like, you know, I don't have a defense after all this shit. He's rolling out evidence after Paul Heyman rolls out evidence. Jay Uso saving Sami was, for WWE purposes, for me, the markout moment of the year. I was at Tinder Mahal's apartment, and we were watching it, and he came over and, and grabbed Solo's arm just before Solo was going to lay the hammer down because Judge Roman said so. so <laughs> the next thing you know, I look up, and Jay's making the save. I'm like, what? What's this? This is fucking amazing. So Jay runs down his fucking uh, evidence to uh, defend Sammy. Ends up, long story short, Sami Zayn is found not guilty for the moment. Told by Roman, you can hang out tonight, but I don't want to see your narrow ass until Saturday. I thought this was epic TV. It took, it apparently ran longer than what it was, what it should have, and other matches were uh, the victim of it. And we can talk about that in a second. Um, you, please, it, it was a, it was a tremendous segment. Uh, I don't care if other. I don't care if it ran too long. It could have ran another ten minutes, as far as I was concerned, because this is not your typical. A wrestling story. It's certainly not your typical WWE story when you talk about the nuance and the 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 stories within the story, like Jay being the one to save Sammy, and like Solo still being the he's the hammer, you know, and uh, Paul Heyman not liking uh, Sammy and not saying on Friday night that he didn't like him from the beginning, uh, you know. It was epic wrestling television. There is no doubt about it. And I thought that, you know, maybe the last couple of weeks, maybe they've kind of been treading water, you know, trying to get to the Royal Rumble, get to Elimination Chamber so they can really kick this story into high gear. Uh, this really was uh, very compelling. Um, I was uh, supposed to be uh, putting my daughter to bed, and I was like, eh, we're just going to stay up for a little <laughs> bit longer. We're just going to see how this plays out because I got rid of cable, and I watch it live, so I can't pause it. Right. You know? <laughs> Hang on. <laughs> Hang on now. <laughs> Sammy's almost dead. We just got to see how this thing plays out. <laughs> uh, but it was, a, it, was, it was the best segment on a, you know, a show that was – just okay um you know they they really i've said this before maybe it's because we've been watching it for so goddamn long and maybe there are people that that's only the second time they've ever heard ron simmons say damn or they miss the raw that was just a couple months ago where dx came out and they had a bunch of inside jokes and they were like borderline you know vulgar or you know Randy or fucking racy or whatever, you know, like they're pushing the envelope, but they're not really pushing the envelope. But for a mediocre show, far and away, that was the best segment. It was, it was a, it was truly a great segment. And I just want to say that God bless Paul Heyman and God bless Sami Zayn. You know what? Fuck it. 
all of them were great. They mm-hmm. were all they were all great. Uh, there's probably there's I don't probably, think Jimmy said a goddamn word, and then he played his role too. He's just like fuck it, y'all can figure this shit out. <laughs> I, I will say that uh, Jay and Jay and Sammy and Paul probably have more to do on segments like that because sure. they're doing all the talking. Fuck, I mean Sammy's out there acting every week. Fucking, he should be up for an Emmy or something. Like he is so good and so believable in his role, and including on SmackDown, which I also watched today. Um, it was a it was a great segment. No question about it. Um, I don't. I kind of agree with you. I don't really care if it it went off script or went long or whatever. It was that compelling. I needed to see where this ended. And it continued into the next segment, which was the the match of the Usos versus, um, oh, yeah. Oh, Jesus. Uh, Judgment Day. It was yeah, Dominic Judge, and um, Dominic and Priest. I love the fact that Dominic has the, the uh, teardrop uh, tattoo underneath his eye. He's come out of prison as a changed man. Truly, (laughs) truly. Like, that's why I watch that. Okay. That is the type of wrestling stuff that I like. Just one little thing, and now his whole character, like, every single week he adds a little something to it. Now he's got a teardrop tattoo. Dude, I saw that on on Monday. I was damn near on the floor. I, I was like, this is the shit I love. And... People shit on Dom, and I get it. He's not the, the superstar that his dad is, and he may never will be. But it, you have to start giving this guy credit. If you're not on with the Dominic Mysterio bandwagon, I'm sorry. I don't know what's wrong with you. He has come a long, long way. Just, just think from the yes. Thunderdome era to right now, he is a totally different character. He has come out of Daddy's shadow. He's stalking him everywhere, every turn you can get. They had a good tag team match on on uh, on Monday night to, to boot. Yeah, he can wrestle. He can wrestle. Yeah. The whole thing is with WWE. Is- Put Dom in the G one. <laughs> the whole thing. <laughs> Hang on, man. <laughs> you you trying to get that boy killed? Um, well, I guess he did make it out of prison, so he, he might yeah, have that's a right, man. He, he might have a decent chance to get out of the G one. Um, I guess my point with Dominic is this. Ultimately, I know we're going to have Ray versus Dom probably at WrestleMania, and that's great. But with WWE, it's always been about the character. You know, I like in-ring wrestling more than, you know, the character part of it. You know, if you can talk to me, that's cherry on top of the cake. WWE fans don't even really care about what happens in-ring. They care about everything else outside of that. And then the in-ring is the cherry on top. Dominic has that in-ring part. This character that he's got going with Rhea Ripley always in in his ear, that's always perfect because she's a nice little heat magnet. She's taking out dudes, for God's sake. So, I mean, at this point, she's the modern-day China as far as I'm concerned. Uh, Finn is Finn, is what it is. And Damian Priest is, you know, the... I guess the quote unquote muscle, <laughs> considering that Rip, Rhea Ripley's hanging out, I wouldn't consider that the case. But you know, that's another joke for another time. I like this match. I thought it was really well done. The fact that Sammy had to come in for an injured Jimmy, and him, him and Jay had to bring it home, just adds a you know, it's a little more you know, a little more spice to this bloodline gumbo we got going on. The match was good, but obviously once Jimmy got hurt, I was like, okay, here comes Sammy to come save the day, which he basically did. Roman has no real reaction. You know, basically make sure he gets the fuck up out of here. You know, I see him on Saturday night. Was there any part of you when Sammy, when Jimmy got uh, K-Vape hurt and Sammy said, 
I'm still good. Let me fight. Was there any part of you that thought Sammy's going to cost him the tag team belts right here? Nope. No part of you. No. You thought, no. Did it cost- Tinder Mahal is my witness. Never came. I was like, it, it's not happening right here. No. Okay. No. All right. Uh, what else happened on the show? Uh, hang on. Let me bring up the notes real quick. I was about to say I didn't put it on my... Uh... Well, I can tell you what was next. Uh, what was next was the Bailey damage control Becky Lynch um, cage match. Um, well, Becky Lynch Bailey was supposed to be a cage match. Cage match, and damage control comes out and jumps... Uh, Becky, before getting into the cage, throws her into the cage and basically stomps her out uh, to end the segment. Now, I'll say it first. Actually, I think we missed the LA night. Uh, do we miss LA night? No, uh, no, oh. we didn't. Yeah, well. Yeah, I didn't write it down. Okay, let's, yeah. Let's, okay, let's just talk about this and we can yep. go back to LA night. Um, I'm not a big fan of the Bailey Becky feud right now. It just it hasn't been very well done. Treading water. Okay, uh, whatever you want to call it, it just it it felt flat. If there was a time to to kind of do this match, I guess you could do it right here. It obviously leads into the Royal Rumble this weekend, so I don't know. I just if things didn't go long on the front end with the Sami Zayn segment, the match was still going to be planned. I, obviously, they didn't go, they wouldn't go, go with that finish that they had on Monday night. They were going to have this match. I think they kind of need to have that match. I mean, to get me, if this is something that they're going to talk about doing leading into WrestleMania or better yet, leading into a uh, elimination chamber, I think they need to have this match. This, like I said, for me, I didn't have a lot of investment coming into it. So, you know, a steel cage for me sounds like the shit. You know, let these jokers fight this shit out. And obviously with that didn't happen, I was just kind of like, eh. You know, it just felt like it was a, a missed opportunity to to try to sell those like me who aren't on board with this feud to get us on board. And unfortunately, you know, one segment went too long. They decided to cut this segment. Probably not the segment to cut, considering it was one of the few. So there was supposed to be a match, and yes. this is the segment that they cut? Yes. Oh, well, I wouldn't have done that if I was them. I mean, there were a lot Once of Once again, not a journalist. This is what I've seen and read. Uh, you, you know, you would think as the journalist of the group, uh, You're I, busy. I would be on top of it. But my uncle died. <laughs> You're busy. You got shit going on, motherfucker. Hey, sorry for everybody that's not that thinks I'm not bringing the journalism game this week. Mm-mm. Blame my uncle. <laughs> <laughs> uncle Don, he was such a fun guy. You know, I was the only I was the only uh, niece or nephew that made the collage of pictures because there's this picture of right. him and me when I was three, and I was he, I guess he had a tuba. I do not remember this at all, and he's holding up. You're and I'm two or three. Uh, yeah, it was two or three years yeah, old. I, yeah. I'm not expecting you. That you remember that? That's some I shit. just don't remember him having the tuba. But uh, you know, I felt uh, I felt honored out of his, uh, you know, fifty okay, nephews or whatever that I, I made it. You know, don't, don't don't play the tuba, but you got that musical in you. So I mean, I played the tuba when I was a kid. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, I was in band until eighth grade. I played the tuba. 
I could I could still do a scale right now. I could still do B flat C D. Okay, all right. So. <laughs> you stupid. <as> hell. <laughs> R.I.P. Uncle John. I loved him. He was a great guy. But anyway, so I'm not bringing the journalism game. So I didn't know that this was the segment they cut. There were several other segments that I probably I was cut instead. I was kind of thinking maybe that maybe the myself. maximum male models match. It, well, you, you you said it. I was thinking it, okay. but that's just me. Uh, let's take a, a step back because we missed the. L.A. Knight segment. So L.A. Knight comes out to uh, promote, once again, the Mountain Dew Pitch Black dark match. Um, I guess it's no disqualifications, pinfall, submission, whatever. So basically all fuckeries in play. Uh, you're a – is that what they said? It's no pinfalls, no submission? Did no, I think, say- it's, I think it's pinfall or submission. It's just no – it's just no DQ, you know, no rules. You know, you win by pinfall or submission. Let me ask you this. Yes. You're a soda drinker. Have you ever had Mountain Dew Pitch Black? I didn't even know this was a thing. I was, and people that know me know me, uh, know I love Mountain Dew. Uh, I didn't even know this was a thing. I, I think this is uh, connected to the fact that they're bringing out this uh, new flavor of Mountain Dew and they wanted to promote it. One plus one is two. I feel like I know you know you. I've never seen you drink a Mountain Dew in my entire life. Really? Never. Wow. That's crazy. Well, I mean, more times than not, you see me in situations like this where Mountain yeah, but sometimes Dew's you not. Go over, sometimes you come over here with a soda. I've never seen you bring come over here with a Mountain Dew. You know, yeah, true. I, play, I played softball with you for 10, 11 years. Uh, no, that's – no, I've had – I remember bringing, like, the big, I don't know, the plastic container of Mountain Dews. Rank your Mountain Dew flavors. Mountain Dew. Okay, what's number two? Mountain Dew. Not a code red guy? No. No. I remember Tracy McGrady telling me that that was a taste as real the streets. <laughs> I'm lying about these streets, man. I'm trying to get my hustle out. I think that was code red. Could have been Baja Blast. No, Who I was going to say, I didn't, dude, I didn't even know there was such a thing. And then, like you said, this is it's, it's promotional. And that's why I think it's kind of it's gimmicky to – we could talk about this in a second. But anyway – um, L.A. Knight basically calls out anybody from the back to come out and get some, and Taker comes out. Uh, I was kind of hoping that the the bike wouldn't work like it did, you know, many, many moons ago, and he, he'd have to kind of pedal that joker down just because, you know, I'm petty like that. But anyway, it does end up coming out, and it works. He comes down and begins to kind of taunts, I guess, L.A. Knight. L.A. Knight gets out the ring. He's talking shit. Break comes out, so he comes back into the ring to run in, obviously, to The Undertaker. Taker sets up Bray for the Sister Abigail finish, and then the one thing that everybody's talking about, and nobody knows what was said, Taker whispers something to Bray on the way out of the ring, and that basically ends the segment. Oh, I think I know what he said. What do you think he said? Check out my one-man show. I tour uh, behind Raw all the time. You should come sometime. I'll get you half-off tickets. Half-off tickets. <laughs> you might better have to should. buy two drinks. <laughs> I bet Bray drinks Mountain Dew Pitch Black. He better now, yeah, motherfucker. I bet he does. Um, I'll, we'll just talk about the segment. We can talk about the actual L.A. Night Bray match when we go with the uh, predictions. Yeah. Um, I'll, it's this is one of those things where people you see I see it on Twitter like you know name something that you you know 
you always take to the grave or something that, you know, is unpopular, your unpopular opinion or whatever. I said it on Twitter, and this is something for wrestling I'll take to the grave. For example, Triple H should never beat Booker T at their WrestleMania match. I'll take that to the grave every time. You mean when the story was that Triple H was basically racist? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Of course not. Okay. <laughs> never should have won. Never should have won that match, and no. he won that match. I'm like, you motherfuckers are crazy. It's a wrestling one on one. Yeah, I was getting ready to say the baby face lost. Yeah. <laughs> what? Right. The baby face is supposed to get his come up. <laughs> right. See Kofi Kingston. Um, Bray should have beat. Bray should have been the one to end the Undertaker streak at WrestleMania. I know Brock is. We can play revisionist history all we want to. Brock should have done it, blah, 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 blah. Now, Bray would have been in a much better position than he would have been at this point if they would have just pulled the trigger then. If I'm not mistaken, it was the year afterwards Brock beat the taker, correct? Uh, No, it was the year before. Brock beat taker at the Daniel Bryan WrestleMania, which was 30. Bray Wyatt lost to Taker at WrestleMania 31. Okay. Kind of still my point. If, well, if, I, but your point is still taken, though. And and here's the, here's the most important thing, and this is probably where you were getting, but Brock would still be at the same place no matter what. What? No matter what. Brock, yeah, Brock, Brock is Brock. Brock did not have to take – did not have to take Taker's streak. Um if Bray takes it, it it sets him on a a whole nother level. But this is this is well documented that Undertaker said that he wanted Brock to take his streak because Undertaker has such respect for uh, MMA, UFC style fighting. Understood, and who cares? It's not your decision. It's Taker. not. No, it's 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 Vince's decision, and I'm kind of surprised that he didn't have f- sight. You know. You know, a forethought to to think that if Taker has been this for twenty plus years, why can't why shouldn't I have someone in the Taker kind of realm, kind of creepy, kind of doing his own thing to beat Taker, kind of you know take his you know position as the supernatural? If anybody gets to call their shot, though, okay. it's Undertaker. Well, I this is what I'll take to my grave. Okay. American Badass Taker is better than Dead Man Undertaker. I've said that on this show for a long time. <laughs> Brother-in-law Steve agrees with me. We don't always agree about wrestling this stuff, is but true. we agree about this thing. This is something that I've been on for a long time. I find uh, the American Badass Taker, and I remember when he entered. I, wanted, I remember when he made his debut. I want to say it was 2001, but... I remember the guys I was watching with because I didn't watch Dead Man Taker during uh, all that stuff. I remember the guys that I were watching with were like, what the fuck? Why is he right driving the motorcycle? And I was like, who gives a shit? He looks like a fucking badass. I mean, he looks like an actual biker, you know? So I, I, I still think the Dead Man, um, who I think is still – I think the Dead Man is still making his entrance right now from WrestleMania uh, 36 – uh, I think he's stu- he's almost to the ring right now. I think that he is not as cool as American Badass Taker because at least American Badass Taker rides a bike down to the ring and it doesn't take as goddamn long. By the way, side note, Roman Reigns 
the Roman Reigns bloodline entrance <laughs> is starting to rival Undertaker's entrance. <laughs> it takes four fucking it. I love it. No, I'm you sorry. You don't fast forward through no, that shit? No, no. That's what I could tell <laughs> for me. If I think you, if, if I think you, a long time for those six guys to walk. Down. You know what I fast through through? Yano's fucking ring entrance. That that joke ain't done shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. Come on, motherfucker. Come on. You ain't got a title yeah. on you. Go, hey, go, 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 wait, go. No, I can't. You know, you're the only one here that just put Yano <laughs> and the bloodline in the same sentence. I'm not doing that shit. You're the only He's one doing it. He's in my fucking it. head, motherfucker. You're the only one doing it. He's in it. my head, goddamn it. <laughs> Fuck Yano. <laughs> All right. I thought this segment was fine. I, I was glad that LA Knight was there because, LA, like I said, I think LA Knight's getting over uh, in this feud. I know that there is a vocal contingent of folks on wrestling Twitter that disagree with me, but I, I don't really care. I think the LA Knight's going to be set up pretty good post WrestleMania. I don't know. I'm not, I don't know if, if LA Knight's going to have a WrestleMania match. I, I That was going to be my next question out of my mouth. I well, mean, wouldn't LA Knight kind of be set up in the Sami Zayn, Johnny Knoxville? Wouldn't LA Knight be a great guy to fight a celebrity baby face? Like I can see that. LA yeah. Knight, I can tell, Bun- yeah. LA Knight, Bad Bunny or something. I can see that. I can totally see so that. Because he's so good at talking. Yeah, and he's so good at selling. He's such a fucking, you know. He's. I always yeah. say that he's half rock, half Austin. He's. Ooh, shit, excuse me. He, it's almost like he's kind of playing a pro wrestler. He's just. I I love him, I, and he's great. No, on, okay, he's I'm, great on the mic, and he can carry. He can carry a feud if Bad Bunny is not there, the entire time, or for a, sure. or a Pat McAfee for sure. You know. Yeah, I can see either or. Yeah, I can totally see that. I just, I guess, for me. I remember Eli Drake and Impact. I remember, you know, him in uh, NWA. It's the same guy. I just, you know, I just was hoping for a little more, maybe a mid-card title. But, I mean, if he, Well, if, listen, Sami Zayn had the jackass match last year, and look where Sami Zayn's at nine months later. You know? Okay, fair enough. He's no. the fucking... To- no, that is totally fair. That is a... That's an argument that, as far as I'm concerned, that's, you know... Oh shit! Who got dunked on the other night? I was just like, "Oh, why are you jumping up there?" I can't even think of who it is. It was somebody from uh, Memphis that just got poked. It was a uh, Kaminga that poked on. Uh, uh, I think it was Desmond Bain, and you could see it happening. And Kaminga has the ball; and he's already yeah, half yeah, up yeah, in the yeah. air. I'm just like, that. "Don't, don't do it!" <laughs> and as Desmond Bain's going up, you can see him kind of, you know, covering up. Just like, "Oh shit, I'm posterized." Yeah, it's something like that. Um. The DX segment uh, is next with Imperium. Uh, Kurt Angle comes out. I'm just like, okay, why is Kurt even here? And this is where it kind of starts getting a little wonky per use. I get it. You know, you, you get the guys out there. Kurt Angle's out there. But I just I, – I, go ahead. I just I, I just don't want to shit on it too bad. I know Kurt's your boy. It's just a scenario where Imperium versus Street Profits and Seth could be its own stand on standalone match. You didn't have to bring it. Teddy Long was the only time I was just like, okay, Teddy Long comes out. Okay, I got to laugh at this because Teddy's just funny. To me, he, when he comes out, does the little Teddy Long dance, then, you know, let me holler at your player. And I I popped on that, and you then mean, at that point you go on. You mean in terms of, like, legends showing up? Mm. Um, I thought that Flair was fine. Uh, but yeah, Teddy Long is obviously still Teddy Long. God bless him. I mean, he he's, he he was a great, 
great GM uh, for SmackDown for years when SmackDown was the only thing that was worth watching on WWE television because there were several years there, like 10 to 14, where Raw was really bad, but SmackDown was really good, and nobody watched SmackDown except for yours truly when I got back from the bar. Uh, <laughs> 4.30 a.m., and I just be fucking <laughs> blasting through it until I ate four grilled cheese at uh, 6. That's but, funny. Um, uh, yeah, this DX segment was just whatever. It's like they just had one. Kurt Angle's my boy. Uh, Kurt Angle was by far funnier than anybody else in DX. They just they think they're uh, they think that they're so funny. They had their moments when Triple H was like, you know, give me a minute, you know, this booking things hard. Okay, that was funny. I I genuinely laughed. It is, though, a bunch of inside jokes and a bunch of guys that are trying to make themselves laugh or maybe pop the boys in the back, except the boys in the back are all oh. our age. Or so they're like, or actually, you're the ex's age. Like, oh, they're Jesus all, they're Christ. all. Okay, okay, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't like DX. I'll come around this but, motherfucker. I mean, but, but. They're not popping the boys, though, and they just had a segment like this not that long ago where they all came out and tried to be funny. I do appreciate that they're they're acknowledging Billy Gunn, even though they're even though they're not acknowledging Billy Gunn, you know, because uh, again, it's a different world, and uh, it's it's a good one in in so far as uh, they're not treating wrestling the wrestling fan like he's a fucking idiot. Everybody, no, knows- not treating me like an idiot. It's not like Billy Gunn's dead. If this was Vince, Billy Gunn is basically dead. Right. They would not bring him up. They they would not even do the part. No. Where he's supposed to say, and badass Billy Gunn. But they know that the smart fan knows that Billy Gunn was part of DX and that Billy Gunn is currently in the middle of a hot-ass angle on the uh, competitor. Like, so acknowledge him, but don't acknowledge him. I'm sure they're still boys with him. They're, 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 there's no way... That any of those guys are mad at Billy Gunn for, or, you know, his real name, Monty Kip, uh, <laughs> for being in AEW and being part of something, probably making more money and being part of something that's actually fun, you know, and a weekly, uh, you know, well, this week not notwithstanding, but uh, something that's actually uh, relevant as opposed to just being a nostalgia act. And I do appreciate that they're not treating us like we're idiots. Agreed. Uh I believe the Charlotte uh, Bianca segment was next. Yeah. Okay. So Charlotte comes out, and I, I, I guess she's a baby face now? Question mark. She seems like a pretty good baby face, actually. Like it, I feel like she turned it on. I was like, oh my god, she seems actually almost likable. And this is coming from somebody that fucking hates her as a person. You know, personally, not as a as a worker. What are you looking at me like that for? It's because you, I, I, I was the one that was I thought was going to take a, a, a dump on this Joker. I just, I, I'm, I'm surprised you're not dumping on this with me. Ultimately, I just, I don't think Charlotte is a a, a good baby face, and and it, she's a better heel. Yes, without question. Most people are. Most wrestlers are better heels. Daniel Bryan, better heel. No. Yeah. No. Oh yeah. No. I love Daniel Bryan. No, video. his babyface run in WWE is ridiculous. Okay, don't get me wrong. Kofi Mania is set up because Daniel Bryan is a heel. Do not get me wrong. 
Okay. Well, Daniel Bryan is also, in my opinion, the best wrestler in the world. So why don't you name me somebody that's not Daniel Bryan? Because <laughs> I'll say that he's equally good in either. Let me mull on that for a second. Yeah, um, go ahead and mull on it. No, well, I mean, Kofi is probably a better babyface than a heel because we've never seen him be heel. No, they, they, dude, they had a heel run for a little bit it, as as a group. They were a heel. Uh, they were a heel group for a hot second before they begin. They had they had How'd their babyface run. I thought it was pretty good, honestly. I mean, oh, it, it, did you? Yeah, you like the New Day heel run? It was it was different. Just so in this, good. It, it was so was good. Not I that can't good. fucking remember it. No, nah, that that's on you. Shit. I was say, I was what say, the fuck did you say to me? That's on you, motherfucker. <laughs> um. Just back to just Charlotte for 30 seconds. I just don't like her. I don't think she's a believable baby face. No, she's somewhere, not she's probably a cunt in real life, you know. Somewhere down <laughs> the line. I bet she's not fun to hang out with. She might not be. I, yeah. I, bet, I bet if she's sitting at the bar at Uh-oh. the resort Uh-oh. and you sidle up next to her and you're just like, hey, I bet she's just a fucking bitch. <laughs> Come find me, Charlotte. I just okay. To me, it was almost like a tease. You have Bianca and Charlotte in the ring. You know what if? You know Royal Rumble's in the air, so both champions are basically in play at this point. You know Bianca's. You know basically trying to reclaim her house. You don't go here anymore. You know. That's it's the little stuff like that that's just falling flat. Charlotte is not charismatic like a Becky would be in that scenario, or dare I say, a Sasha would be in that scenario. There's not a no, n- but the people want to cheer her. Do they? I, yeah, I feel like they do. I feel like she's a known quantity. She's fucking great. She looks the part, and she, her last name's Flair. I, okay, I I thought Philly would be a nice. Litmus test. Is that where they were? Yeah, yeah that's where they were. Yeah. yeah, I thought Philly would be a nice litmus test to see. They were see. into it. I was surprisingly, I'd have to agree. I'm I'm kind of surprised that they were. Sonya Deville is not like a, a you know like a badass fucking heel or whatever she was Man, when I when she that, had. I think that she's. I think that she's. She had that run with Mandy Rose, and that was that's when I was like, ooh, you know, we got something going here. This was a really good segment, though. You think so? I think that Sonya Deville's really coming into her own, and she's really young, too. She's like 25, 26, maybe. 20, I mean, she was probably 25 two years ago. But anyway, I think that Sonya Deville kind of kind of made the segment. Well, considering that she was the real only heel that came out. She was the only antagonist. You know, you had Alexa via Titantron or whatever. Um, Ooh, God, she looked, she looked good. <laughs> Sorry, I'm a red-blooded American male. No, I was about to say, I guess that's our our Zach uh, tribute for the moment. Um, I can't even. I, I was trying to think about just right there. I was just trying to think about doing a Zach joke. I can't even do it. Like, no, it I, would, no, it, it just it'll be a disservice. It would I'm go, just, well, it would go way too. Like mine would go even further than his <laughs> because, like, I'd be like, "Oh, this is what Zach would say," and then it would go way too far, and then like the cops would be called on me. I would end up calling for the assassination of a sitting U.S. senator or something like that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Zach, Zach, the voice of reason is always like, "Hey, we might 
not want to put that out there, you know, <laughs> just in case some shit goes left. You know, you never know who's listening. God bless you, Zach. The, when the, like I always say, when I become the voice of reason, there's something wrong. When he's the voice of reason, that means it was absolutely on point. Um, he had another Cody segment to uh, start to close the show. Obviously, Cody has been announced as an entrant in the Royal Rumble, not a, a surprise entrant. Um, I don't know if I said it last week, but I'll say it this week. I don't have a problem with Cody Rhodes being a surprise entrant, or not a surprise entrant, but a, an announced entrant. This was the circle date that we all kind of knew that, or we kind of guessed that he might first come back. No problem with it. Um, the men's side, I think there's enough guys on the the roster that you can fill 20 spots out including Cody and then if you want to bring in 10 surprise entrants or whatever the case may be you can do it like that and that way we can just get Cody off the table you know it I, I know people want to see have his he's had his you know big return WWE moment and that was at WrestleMania this wouldn't be like, you know, oh, my, you know, I get it. They want the Triple H moment. They want the the John Cena moment when he came back at uh, MSG. I get that. I don't think he needed that. It wouldn't even come close. Even when we knew he was probably coming back at WrestleMania, that was still a bigger moment. It was a still, it's a huge, it was a huge pop. Don't get me wrong. It would still be a huge pop if he came out surprised or otherwise. For me, no problem with him coming back as an announced entrant. I mean, I I don't I totally see your point that he already got his big surprise entrance at WrestleMania, even though it was the worst kept secret secret in the world. It's still fucking ruled. I mean, it was my WWE. Well, it wasn't my WWE match of the year, but it was one of my finalists for match of the year. And uh, I just think that there. Well, you know what. I'll have a lot more to say about this in the prediction part okay. of the show. So I'll okay. just, we'll just table uh, the Cody stuff. Uh, you guys can fast forward till about three hours from now in the podcast <laughs> when I finally get to it. Uh, what was next? The final segment was the uh, the U.S. title match, Lashley versus um, Theory. Austin Theory. Thank you. I was trying. I was getting ready to talk about the the backstage uh, interaction between Lashley and MVP, which kind of sets up to what possibly could be happening to the Royal Rumble. Um, but obviously we'll talk about that later on. Um, obviously Lashley loses the U.S. title match due to fuckery from one Brock Lesnar. Uh, Lashley brought out Brock Lesnar in the backstage segment with MVP as MVP was trying to buddy up to him one more time. You know, maybe a possible tease of a a Hurt Business reunion again. You know, the boys are in the back, yada, yada, yada. And Lashley's like, you know, I got to handle my business tonight. So, of course, once again, Brock comes out and calls uh, Lashley the the U.S. title, F5's him, S5's theory on top of Bobby Lashley for the three count. Um, I'll just say it. When I see Brock Lesnar come out and another Brock wrestlers out there, and especially in a a title match situation, I just shake my head. You know that this is just going to go south. See Kofi Kingston, Big E, Bobby Lashley. I know people are going to be like, oh, Bobby Lashley beat Brock. Uh, 
Roman Reigns was the key factor in that. There was not a clean win. I'm at the point now where Bobby Lashley needs to get the the hurt business together, and they need to stomp the shit out of well, Brock Lesnar just for principle alone. I don't care what happens after that point. <laughs> just so, just so uh, I'm clear on this, you said when you see a black wrestler out there, and, Brock and, and this, and, 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 say, say that fast. Black wrestler Brock Lesnar. Brock, Brock, Brock Brock wrestler, wrestler Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar. Black wrestler. Brock Lesnar. Black wrestler. Is Brock Lesnar a black wrestler? <laughs> um, you know, I didn't think about that. I thought the Kofi thing was complete fucking garbage. It still, to this day, rings as complete fucking garbage. I thought, you know, maybe this, maybe this, because I'm a white guy. I thought this made. Um, Austin Theory looked like complete shit. He's a thought, he, he's the the complete afterthought. Yeah, I thought that to have Austin Theory have the most pre- prestigious title on Raw because Roman barely showed. Well, he's shown up on Raw now more because WrestleMania is coming up. But for Theory to have the most prestigious title on Raw on the male side, and then for Brock Lesnar to just come in manhandle. I mean, they were both selling at the time when Lester came out in his fucking cowboy hat. And Lester, like you said, EF5s them both. I thought it was clever. I I'll, give it was, <laughs> I'll give you that. I'll give you that. I was just I, like, God damn it. I wish Zach was here so I could do that. I think you, I think you should leave. I said it was interesting. <laughs> um, but it, it, I thought it made Austin Theory look like shit. I thought it made Lashley look very sympathetic. The Hurt Business has to get back together. But you've been saying this forever. I've been saying this as long as you, maybe not quite as uh, vocally, but (laughs) I I thought it was stupid. I'm the one that said, not that you didn't, but I said on Friends of BFR on Facebook, I said at one time, man, when they broke up the Hurt Business, I was like, this sucks because they had a chance to be something really special. They had a chance to be what the bloodline is. They had a chance to have four titles. Yep. You know? And they they chose not to. And it's still kind of still seems really Vincey of me that they didn't do it. It seems kind of a hunter of me that they might bring it back. I hope they bring it back for WrestleMania. I hope they bring back MVP, Lashley, uh, Shelton, and Cedric, and then maybe even throw Omos in there. Who gives a fuck? No, Omos would be a part of the package. So good. That's what I hope they do, and I hope Lashley goes over. I mean, we're getting Lashley versus Lesnar at WrestleMania. That is a that's a match that's going to happen at WrestleMania. You can book on it, don't you think? Do you think I'm jumping the gun? No, 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 not at all. And I think that's not an I, elimination chamber match. No, no. Um, I think if you do that, you bring if one of the others in that match, and then the other costs the other one. The, that elimination match. Let's just say Brock Lesnar's in the match and Lashley isn't. Lashley will cost Brock Lesnar that match to set up the WrestleMania match, vice versa. Have they said that the Elimination Chamber match is going to be for the belt or for they uh, the U.S. or something? No. We, we, well, I speculated that there was – I read it on uh, Twitter or whatever that the – the Elimination Chamber match would be for the U.S. title, and then you would have, or I'm sorry, for the uh, the Intercontinental Championship, uh, obviously that's Gunther. Um, you would have six guys, including Gunther, in that. Now, the 
you can flip it the other way where I guess somehow if the Royal Rumble is in dispute, you can have, and I'll, I'll just say it because it's, we're just going to play devil's advocate for 30 seconds. Let's just say we have Seth and Cody have a, a rock and, um, shit. Who was it? Uh, uh, big show finish, something like that. Both feet hit the four at the same time. Batista, John Cena finish where Vince tears his quads, something like that. <laughs> then you can get, you set that up with styles the, had a styles had a, Oh, that was when uh, Luke Harper was almost part of the uh, WrestleMania build. Remember, we were all w- hoping for a Luke Harper yeah, match. Yeah, and, yeah. And Luke Harper and uh, AJ Styles, that both their feet hit the floor. Not in the not in the uh, Rumble, but in a in a, an elimination match or something. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Um, listen, we all want Brock versus Lashley at WrestleMania, right? I mean, we've been asking for it for a long time. No? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Be, if, if the right guy goes <laughs> No, it's a, I think it's going to be a WrestleMania match, regardless if I wanted to see it happen or not at this point. If Lashley goes over, you'll be you'll be oh, happy yeah. with the match and the oh, finish. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Lashley needs to go over at this point. Every time, and I know what you're saying. The only reason I'm going to disagree with you about Lashley being a sympathetic figure, he comes out, everybody's on Bobby Lashley's nuts. You know, he's gun face Austin Theory. As soon as Brock comes out, it's like, boom. It's that meme where you, you see the guy looking at the chick going down the street and the, the girlfriend standing next to him. The girlfriend <laughs> is fucking Bobby Lashley. The the chick or the guy that's looking is the WWE fans and the other chick walking away is fucking Brock Lesnar. Every time Brock comes out, I don't care who it is. Brock is basically so over that he overshadows Bobby Lashley, who was the baby face in there. And he F5'd Bobby Lashley. It was a a surprise entrant, though. Like, the people were expecting something to happen. And then. Even before that. You know what it's like when you're there. Even before that, when you were talking about DX came out, I think it was Brock Lesnar in that same night. Brock Lesnar F5'd Bobby Lashley before that. One more time. One more time. That's the same shit. That's what I'm talking about. You can't... Look, if Bobby Lashley's going to be a baby face, then let him be a baby face. As soon as Brock Lesnar comes out, all that is gone. Yeah, but they, but hopefully they have a couple months to build up Brock Lesnar as a heel and Bobby Lashley as a baby he's, face. He's too over. He is too over. Bobby Lashley in this scenario so will your, be... So your problem with this match is that Brock Lesnar is too over. The problem with this is is how we're if this match happens. Well, no, my biggest problem with this is that Bobby Lashley as a babyface going against. Well, my bigger problem with this is Bobby Lashley shouldn't he be going against the, for the U.S. title. Number one, number two, if you're going to do this, then let's keep Brock away from this. Have Brock come out after the match. Then you can destroy them. That way, Austin Theory looks good in the win. Bobby Lashley and when Brock still get set up, and you could do it like that. Once he interferes in that match, you, Bobby Lashley's babyface appeal is gone. Okay, and then you can ha- still do the hurt business after that. Then have then have Bobby Lashley turn heel again with the hurt business, and have Brock Lesnar have him go over as a heel. Your mouth to God's ears. Okay, 
there is one thing that, well, two things that you forgot to mention. Please. Uh, the first one being Maximum Male Models. Oh, yeah. Uh, they jobbed out to Legado del Fantasma. I can't believe they're still doing the Maximum Male Models, but good for them. Um, the first one being Hulk Hogan came out at the beginning of this. That was absolutely amazing. Um, on uh, He's on your Mount Rushmore. No, at, at, look. Racist shit aside, if if you can dig in, if you have a chance, go back his watch his New Japan matches, and this is what I'm talking about in ring shit. His WWE matches ain't what these New Japan matches are. I'll say that and stand on that. Now that didn't being, you think it was funny? Oh, I, when the I, mic I, was going out? No, I've gone back and watched some of those New Japan matches, and I thought it was weird that he was calling them. Uh, he was yelling at the crowd, "You're all a bunch of rice eaters." During during the match, didn't isn't that that's the match you're talking about? Right? Well, no, it's it's it, well, that's one of those. I almost made a joke that I, I shouldn't have made. You know what? Let's just cut this out. Hold on, let's rewind. <laughs> okay, everybody, we're back at bathroom ringside. <laughs> no, I I'll just say this. I love I love the fact that. Even in 2022, even in 2022, God has a little sense of karma from time to time, and that that was perfect for me. The mic had to went out. You the, think somebody did it on purpose? No, I just think it was just God. Just, you think Xavier Woods came out and just like <laughs> unplugged something? <laughs> Motherfucker! You ever seen that picture of Booker T standing behind Hulk Hogan? He's hugging somebody, and Booker T's just looking all pissed <laughs> off on, on the ramp. Oh my god, it's so fucking good. Anyway, that was Raw Thirty, uh, Raw XXX. Any more thoughts? No, we have to say we're going to talk more about this in here a little bit for yeah, sure. Yeah, we are. Let's get to that two count. All right, two count is AEW Dynamite, which was headlined by uh, something that genuinely moved me, but uh, we'll, we'll get to it later. It starts off with the uh, Jericho Appreciation Society. Chris Jericho and Sammy Guevara up against Ricky Starks and Action Andretti. Uh, this was a fun match. The right team went over. I think it makes sense for Jericho Appreciation Society to go over. Uh, this is a good tag team match. Fun opener. That's all I got to say about it. Um, I'm assuming you didn't watch Rampage, correct? I did not. I, did not, I didn't either, so I guess, and I'm, I'm sure Zach wouldn't have watched it, so I guess that would have kind of answered my first question. I was just hearing that Action Andretti, I guess, didn't look so good on Rampage or whatever the case may be, even though he won over uh, Daniel Garcia. So I was kind of curious walking into like, this one. Like botches? I wouldn't say botches. I just, like I said, I didn't see it. So, I mean, I, I can't speak intelligently on it. And I'm I'm taking the word of the IWC. So, I'm taking it with a huge grain of salt. Mm-hmm. So, at that point, you know, that's why I was going to ask you, if you saw it, what did you think? And if you didn't see it, so, you know. It, he looked good the other night. Yeah, that's ultimately just focused on Wednesday, I thought he was good in the spots that he was in. And they didn't overexpose him. And I think that right now is probably the best thing you can do. He needs to be in tag team matches or in like short, quick matches like, you know, God forbid, and this ain't no disrespect, this is what Dark is for. This is what Dark Elevation is for. You know, he's in a a major, not a major, but a big time angle right now with uh, Ricky Starks, but more so with uh, the Jericho Appreciation Society. So you you can't overexpose him. You got to get him in spots where he can look good and, you know, 
slowly but surely get himself over. It's his third year. Did I hear that right? It's only been three years he's been a wrestler. I didn't hear that. that okay, is, I think uh, I, I think I heard it. It was just so he's only been wrestling for three years. There is going to be growing pains. This yeah, is, this is why. Uh, this is why WWE has NXT. But like you said, to your point, this is why AEW has dark and elevation. They have these other shows that these guys can work out on that are only on YouTube or shit that guys like me don't watch. Guys like you only watch every once in a while. Nah, I, I, can't, I can't even tell you the last time I watched Dark or Dark Elevation. I mean, Action Andretti was thrust into a uh, into the spotlight with that win over Jericho, which I don't know if we even talked about it being yeah. the markout moment of the year, though. No. But, like, it was really – I remember – I was watching it live. I remember being a, a massive fan of it when it happened just because, not that I think that Action Andretti is the, the, the second coming of The Rock or anything, just because I think that they told a great story in the ring. He performed incredibly that night. Jericho made him look like a million dollars. So there are going to be growing pains. I think that if he looked bad on Rampage, like I said, I didn't see it, but that's probably more of a problem with or the blame shouldn't be on Action Andretti. The blame should be on the people that put him in the position Agreed. to fail on television. Yeah, Daniel Garcia is a hard draw. I don't care who it is. So at that point, it probably right. should have been it, right. And that that's another that's a great point because it's not Action Andretti versus Chris Jericho who's calling the match. Who is uh, the the pro of all pros right, right. now? You know, yeah, that is uh, him against another twenty three year old. Right, and that's. That's a that's a Who tough ask. Who is good, but he's good against Dana Bryan. <laughs> yeah, you know? it, it's it's got it's, it helps when you put Danny Garcia in a good spot. Uh, Sammy Garvero, you know things along those lines. Actually, Andretti was in a good spot. It was more so the focus was on for me Jericho and Ricky Starks. Unfortunately, Action Andretti just had to take the fall. Uh, next up, we had the uh, the Jay Briscoe. Memorial vignette, uh, kind of building up to the Mark Briscoe Jay Lethal match that was happening later. Uh, this vignette was beautifully put together. It, it, you could, it was. This is saying uh, this is a huge compliment. It looked like it could have been put together by the WWE uh, graphics team or you know promo team, vignette team, whatever, because it it was that good and it was, uh, well, it was it was just that good. Yep. Next up, we had Darby Allen versus Buddy Matthews in what I thought was a fucking barn burner, man. I thought that this match was incredible. Buddy Matthews, why didn't he come up in the most underused or underrated wrestler? In, on, I said on House the, of Black uh, is probably I, you, most disappointing. You did. Uh, Buddy Matthews is a guy that should be on television every week, should be in frankly, title matches every week. Uh, this is a guy, he's like, as good as Darby Allen is, and I understand that Darby Allen, uh, you know, he, he kind of, he's kind of like the Hardys now. Like, kids like him. <laughs> women like him. You know, he, I, I do like him. I, <laughs> nobody, nobody's, nobody's, that was hard to say, huh? <laughs> no, nobody's making me defend myself right now, so I'm not going to defend myself. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm going to let you keep talking. <laughs> but um, uh, I thought that this match was great. Uh, I, I thought the 
the coffin drop while Buddy was on the ropes. I thought that was a little, you know, whatever. But um, for for the finish. But after it's over, Samoa Joe comes on the screen, and Samoa Joe says that we're going to have rubber match, me and you, Darby, for the TNT Championship. Jason, A, what do you think about the match? B, what do you think about Samoa Joe showing up afterwards? And C, uh, am I right about Buddy Matthews? Um, A, I thought the match was really, really good. Um, Buddy Matthews, I think, is just is just underutilized, but I think that's just part of the problem with the AEW roster in general. It's a lot of you know men and women jockeying for the few spots on TV that are available, and it just kind of is what it is right now. You know, like I said, ROH needs to hurry up and get started so that way. It's less people on the AEW side of the fence, but neither here nor there. Um, I thought Darby Allen in Japan uh, was amazing. Uh, I watched that uh, six-man tag. Uh, I thought he had to carry a good chunk, not a good chunk of the match, but a lot of the high spots. You kind of saw it on uh, Dynamite or whatever with the, uh, the drop kick outside of the ring. Uh so they, I like the fact that he, they played the fact that he was banged up coming into the ring, plus the jet lag, plus the the tile defenses, you know, open challenges. So in that scenario, I like the the build for Darby Allen. Buddy Matthews is like you said, he's a a pro's pro. He can go with basically anybody in the ring, and the fact that we even we haven't even had House of Black challenge the elite for the six-man titles is kind of a another story for another time ortiz comes out you know obviously with um uh shit i can't even think of his name brody king and alistair black they come out to kind of you know fuck with the the match or whatever the case may be ortiz comes out that's a rampage angle that i I have, like I said, I haven't watched Rampage in two weeks, so that's neither here nor there. But they quickly, you know, connected those dots. But ultimately, I mean, you knew Darby was going to win. I felt kind of, you know, I feel a little cheated because I don't see Buddy Matthews enough to where, you know, he sh- where I think he should be in this mid-card, you know, title chase, whatever you want to call it. Um, Samoa Joe coming out is, is, is what it is, you know. I almost kind of expected him to come to the ring versus be on the uh, the big screen or whatever. But a rubber match, no DQ, you know, that's cool. You know, their first two matches have been good, so I expect this third match to be just as good. And like I said, Buddy Matthews. Second uh, one was really good. Yeah, Buddy Matthews uh, and basically all House of Black, Brody King, you know, and uh, Aleister Black. I think that they're just – they're in that quagmire where – it, they see, you see where the, Tony is trying to go with it, but it's just they're behind a lot of other people, so it's just not a priority right now. So for for the moment, they're just gonna they're gonna be behind. It was it's a damn shame because at the very least, they should be chasing the elite. Yeah, put put Buddy Matthews on television, please. Um, coming up next, we had. Shit, where's Miro, motherfucker? I mean, shit, can we get him on TV first? I mean, damn. Well, he's pissed off. Well, be, look, figure it out. Okay, who's the champ right now? MJF. Have Miro chase him around for a little bit. I don't give a fuck. Damn. 
You're not going to get any argument from me. I'm the biggest Miro fan of the Look, best. And the fact that I'm saying it speaks more volumes. Well, I just think that, like, I, from what I read, like, he didn't like the angles that Tony was putting him in, and he basically took his ball and went home and said, call me when you have something better. Okay, that's his prerogative. Like, I'm not – I can't dwell – you know, I, I, I just can't sit here and dwell on – you know, my dad said something to me a long time ago, and I've probably said on this podcast before, but, like, we were at something, and my mom, it, it was some party that my parents were throwing, and my mom was like, well, this person's not here, and this person's not mm-hmm. here. And I remember my dad saying, this this is some real wise shit, really. Like, it's... Mm-mm. No shit. I'll say, your dad's so cool. He said, he said, Janine... I don't have time to worry about the people not at the party because I'm at the party. And it's like, okay, so if Miro's not going to, sh- if Miro, if, for whatever reason, if Miro's right. not there, right. Fuck it's it. not my problem. Right. I'm here to talk about who's on television. Fair. Because it's wrestling and you can always be like, why don't they do this? 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 There's only there's only so many belts, except for an AEW where there's all the belts. <laughs> but, <laughs> uh, speaking of belts that uh, are made up, uh, coming up next we have Jungle Hook versus Ethan Page you ain't and shit. Matt Hardy. You which ain't shit. Uh, I'm sorry. Neither of these angles is working for me. Uh, Jungle Hook's not working for me. Matt Hardy, Ethan Page isn't working for me. You know what would work for me, Jason? Yes, sir. A shot right now. But Ethan Page comes out, and they kind of uh, – the Stokely Hathaway came out, and Isaiah Cassidy was out with them, and it was just kind of like – well, everybody that bitches about AEW, this is the type of shit that they bitch about. It's like, why is Matt Hardy with Ethan Page? Why is Isaiah Cassidy out there? Why is Jungle Boy with Hook? Um, Stokely Hathaway is great. These are all like, but this is not greater than the sum of his parts. This is right. just a bunch of parts. Right. I, I, I mean, the match was fine. The match was fine. Um you said it so eloquently right there. I, I can't even say anymore. It, it's just, it's, just what, what can we do with all these guys? That's what it feels like. It's WWE. What can, none of these guys really have anything going on. So what can we do with them? We can put them all against each other. WWE style. Uh, next up, we had a very WWE style segment, mm. which was um, the acclaimed and the ass boys uh, taking part in a family therapy session with badass Billy Gunn, the aforementioned badass Billy Gunn, and a therapist. Dasha, uh, that does ring announcing. It's, they didn't even have the decency to bring somebody else in to get, get that person over. They brought in somebody, uh, I can't even remember what her name claim is, but Dasha ring announces. So they brought her in as the quote-unquote therapist. Get the fuck out of here. I'm going to say this. Uh, This segment was not very good. When I heard heard that there was going to be a family therapy segment, I was like, well, that sounds interesting because I thought it might be in the ring. I didn't want it to be outside the ring. So once I found out it was outside the ring, I kind of barely paid attention. I'm going to be honest with you. You know, you might listen to some wrestling podcasts, and they're going to act like they're experts about everything. Like, you know, I, there's podcasts I listen to that pretend that they watch AEW, and these motherfuckers don't watch AEW at all. And there's going to be podcasts that you listen to that pretend 
They watch NJPW when they don't watch NJPW at all. <laughs> I tell you exactly how much I watch of it, okay? <laughs> say, I your, watch your a- boy is, a, is your safety dad. You know Jason's still watching. <laughs> I, watch a- I watch AEW every single week. Me too. Dynamite. Check. I watch it every single week. I watch every single segment every single week. It's my favorite show on television until Succession gets back. And I am, uh, I, I'm like excited to watch it on Wednesday nights. One of the ass boys is better than the other one. The not not the weird looking one. The old the other ones the other one's pretty good. They're fine on the mic. They're getting better on the mic. I want them to be good because it seems like they're going to be getting TV, TV time. They're not the type of people that I I'm going to say I don't want them on my television because they suck. <laughs> I'm saying, well, they're getting better, and if they're going to be on TV, then I hope they get better. I did pop one time during this segment, though, is when the ass boys were basically talking about their dad not being there when they were kids and everything. Right. And then they turned to Anthony Bowens, and Anthony Bowen goes, <laughs> you guys are the two biggest piece of shit I've ever met. <laughs> it was just, it was like, damn. <laughs> so much for family therapy. <laughs> That was really funny to me. I thought Max Caster was really good in this segment, too. I thought the segment just, it seemed like they were trying to stretch this thing out for another week before they're going to have an eventual match, which is fine. I mean, it's wrestling. Whatever. I just wasn't a big fan of the segment. No, it it, it really felt like they were trying to ride the acclaims appeal and just, you know, Ultimately, like you said, make this match. You know, here's a you know another you know bridge part to get us from point A to point B. But as much as the acclaimed are over, and you know they are over, there's no question about it. This just did. This felt flat. It th- it just didn't do it for me. It, I, it think, was, I think the one funny part is the funny part you said. Outside of that, it wasn't shit. I think that like as if I had the pencil. And they claim they're as over as they are. Mm-hmm. I would not, not put them in front of an audience every week, even if they have to fight a couple jobbers. Even if you bring some people out of the local, you know, what would be the South, the, the South Broadway Athletic Club here in St. Louis. Like, just find a couple guys that could take some bumps. Like they did on... Uh, Ooh, shit, they they did it on uh, SmackDown. They had LA Knight go against a job. Right, like right. just bring a couple guys out. Let let the acclaim come down. Cut their promos. Pop the crowd. This stuff does nothing. It does no. it it does nothing for anybody. Nope. Um, anyway, so uh, so uh, speaking of two guys that uh, talk like their voice is starting to lower but uh it still cracks a little bit we had a backstage segment with hangman page and wheeler yuda <laughs> he's like, like what the fuck is he talking about Hang- hangman page is always like oh well you i guess uh, you have john come find me i guess uh you know i hope i can knock him out and then really either comes in he's like hey man he's like we are forged by combat uh we're in the blackpool combat club we need to start beating your ass he's like okay well i guess i'll see you on rampage and he's like yeah you see me on rampage <laughs> <laughs> that was a lot better than I thought. <laughs> I guess my my knee jerk reaction to the whole segment was okay. So 
A, where were you just speaking for John Moxley? No, 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 no. You need to sit your ass down. If uh, if I know anything about John Moxley's character, you don't need to speak for John Moxley. John Moxley's gonna show up when you t- look. This motherfucker did what? I want Knock John, me out. I want John Moxley to fucking put him in the paradigm shift four times in a row. Okay, that's why I thought the same thing. I was like. Moxley's got this. Yeah. Why don't you sit your little dumb ass down? Yeah. Okay, you ain't got to speak for John Moxley. Moxley's going to accept. It's like when people defend politicians. It's like, no, they're they're fine. (laughs) They're fucking rich. Like, don't come at me about how cool uh, Nancy Pelosi is. Right, right, whoever. Donald Trump or whoever. It's like, they're fine. You don't have to defend them to me. Okay. I'm got- one of you. <laughs> <laughs> they got a You're team. like me. They're they're it's a fucking small club and you ain't in it, like okay. George Carlin said. If if you bumped into Nancy Nancy Pelosi and you defend her all the time and you like, Oh hey Nancy, how you doing? That, like, Who the fuck are she you? Pat you on the head like a lap dog. <laughs> Fucking, you don't have to defend John Moxley. Okay. And don't defend politicians, you fucking idiots. So so then the next part, so obviously he challenges uh, uh, Hangman Page or whatever the case may be for the match on Rampage, which I, th- I, th- I think I, I, I want to try to watch this shit. But No, I th- I'm sure the match will be great. But I'm, just, but I'm like, with you, I'm with you on this once again. I'm just like, where are you that doesn't present, I guess, better choice of words. I don't know why they keep doing it with you. Why do they keep letting him approach guys backstage to act hard? It just doesn't the work. Ring, yeah, it, doesn't it just doesn't work. Yeah, it just doesn't work. He it, he's be, not there yet. He should be the silent young, young guy. Yeah, he should be the silent assassin. Just be like, look. Actually, he never should have been the Blackpool Combat Club no, in the first place. No, disagree. Who? Do, okay, then you take Wheeler out. Who you put it in? Lee Moriarty, the guy they wanted first. That's the first guy they mentioned. Really, you this is a fucking consolation prize, bro. Ooh. He is. They mentioned Lee Moriarty before. I'm not, they no, ever- Dan Garcia, Lee Moriarty, and Will Uter were the guys that uh, uh, Brian Danielson threw up when the, that mox. If you say so, Wheeler Uter is the third best out of those three guys. Whoa! God is that damn? Is that? I, I'm not talking in ring. I'm talking total package. And actually, Daniel Garcia is the total package. Garcia won, Moriarty two. I don't see enough Lee Moriarty. Also, I, Garcia doesn't talk like this. <laughs> hey guys, my name's Wheeler. That was Wheeler either. Yeah, the fact that he he decided he wanted to make the Moxley match is the first thing. But the second thing is the fact that to me it's just a disconnect between all of I guess there's my next point. All of back Blackpool Combat Club. Will Uter came out for Moxley, but didn't come out oh, after the fact oh, where oh, we're getting ready to go in a second. We're getting ready to go in a second. I have a lot to say about this. Okay, uh, go ahead. So coming up next, uh, coming up very next, yeah, uh, we right have now. Uh, Brian Danielson versus Brian Cage in a... <laughs> Stop. Brian Danielson puts on another banger with somebody that you probably wouldn't think that he'd be able to have a great match with. He had another great match with Brian Cage. You didn't like this match? No, I'm the fact the fact that you did. go ahead and finish. Go ahead and finish. I'm just saying it's kind of ho hum at this point that Brian Danielson can have these incredible matches by with, himself. Well, I that's that's a little offensive to Brian Cage. 
not by himself. Brian Cage is a good wrestler. Okay, so let's give him his props, motherfuckers. Stop acting like Brian no, Danielson was out there by himself. No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that Brian Danielson has put on match after match after match after match. So or, what was the... I'm just saying Brian Danielson just sleep... Uh, Okay, I I can understand I can understand where you might have misinterpreted. Yeah. That. Okay. So what, what I was saying me was, like I'm a three year old. What I was saying was that Brian Danielson can have a great match in his sleep with anybody. Okay. Okay. I wasn't saying that this match was boring. <laughs> I'm like, it no. doesn't make sense. Okay. I I can I can see where that I can see where that was not completely clear. Okay. I'm what, just making sure I'm not the idiot in the room. No. What I was saying was that Brian Danielson can have a great match with, without question with anybody. Yeah. And this was a great match with Brian Cage. Yes. Without it question. Was, it wasn't Brian Danielson Bandito, but almost nothing will be. It wasn't Brian Danielson Takeshita. It was Brian Danielson versus a huge guy. Right. Where they were telling a story where the huge guy was trying to break his arm and they managed it it was it was Outstanding, I mean, it was outstanding. The only right? thing, the only thing I wish they would, if they would have done it with the the breaking the arm step, they should have attached it to Timothy Thatcher, who literally has the Fujiwara armbar as his finisher. If you're going to have this match with Brian Cage with a step, then it needs to be something where it 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 benefits Brian Cage. I don't, and maybe um. Dog can uh, refresh my memory on this, or those who watch um, Lucha Underground. I don't remember Brian Cage using a a uh, a, a, a submission where it was arm related or anything along those lines. Um, I know Pentagon did it. He, you know, he came in and broke broke everybody's arm. Uh, so that was the big thing on Lucha Underground. So to me, the step was the the crazy part about it. When you got Brian Cage out there, you want Brian Cage to beat down Daniel Bryan. If he breaks his arm in the process, so be it. It just the match was good. It, it made both mm. guys look good. Mm. And like, like I said, to me, Brian Cage mm. is Wardlow before Wardlow. Mm. The step was my only problem with it because he never really started to go at the arm until it was like but, halfway through the match. And then after the match, that's when they were like, okay, fuck it. Let's just go after the shit. Sure. Totally uh, not going to argue with you about that. That That is a personal preference that makes sense. Um, what I'm going to ask you, because I, I've, I've been very vocal about that I think Brian Cage is underrated as a big guy and I – Really? I didn't think you liked Brian Cage, but go ahead. I, I Look, I, what did I say? I didn't think you liked Brian Play Cage. Play the tapes. <laughs> right? Okay, Murray, you wanted to jump in. This is where you jump in. No, I, 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 I've been a big fan of Brian Cage for a long time. Okay. Uh, ever since he flipped babyface on Team Taz right. a while ago. I thought he was really good. Do you, do you agree that Brian Danielson is the best wrestler in the world? I mean, are we talking the the, the complete package, the, the stick, what we do in the ring, yes. the whole shebang? Yep. Uh, 
think if Brian Danielson was over in New Japan and was headlining Wrestle Kingdoms and was allowed to tell 32-minute stories any way that he wanted, basically. I think that's going to happen here in a little bit. Well, now we're talking. No, I mean, now we're getting something. cheering crowds are starting to creep back into New Japan slowly but surely. Do you surely. think that he's the best wrestler in the world? And if not, who's better? See, this is the kind of conversations we can't Okada have with is, three of us. It, it, it just takes too Yeah, long. Okada is still, to me, is always going to be that guy. And, and, but it's not like Okada is on the stick ever because he speaks he, no, Japanese. He is. No, he is. He well, just, he speaks Japanese and But you, you just look, then that's why you go to the backstage comments. It's translated for you. You just, I mean. Yeah, but translate doesn't matter. You got to fucking, you got to hear it in its original tongue. Look. I can read fucking subtitles and and take it in as it is. Ooh. You know, I do that shit all the time when it comes to fucking Game of Thrones. It it doesn't change what what is being said. I just have to read like it. Game of Thrones? Sometimes, man, sometimes those accents get they a little speak thick. English. Sometimes those accents get a little thick, and you can't look neither oh, here nor there. Is that you trying to do a British accent? Let's hear it again. Come on, come on, <laughs> do a British accent for it. Do it for, do it for the people. <laughs> It kind of gets a little uh, thick, mate. <laughs> you know what I always do when I'm trying to get a good accent? I say, beautiful poach dag. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm fucking, like I'm Gordon Ramsay. He's like, oh, look at this beautiful poach okay. dag. I say I, I talk. I say it like the pitch. I say it like a you know American. That, I just I can, I cannot do a, a good. English accent for shit. Oh, it's if a, I could, I'll, I'll do it right I thought now. That was pretty all right. No, I'll do it right now. Get some chicks. I, I mean, th- shit, they I got thought, the advantage. I thought that was better. That was better than I thought it was going to be. Thank you okay. very much. <laughs> um, oh, look what we have here, mate. We got a beautiful <laughs> poach. Dang. Look at that beautiful baby. Um, if you're if you're going to do Australian, you got to do it like you have to end every. Hey, mate. No, you have to end every sentence like it's a question. Hey, <laughs> is that a question, mate? No, I think that Ric Flair is the best wrestler of all time. Hey, no, as much as okay. All right. <laughs> like I, I haven't even gotten stoned yet. Yeah, right. Um, Maybe it's time. To me, Cage is one of those guys. Like I said, ROH needs to kind of open up to where Brian Cage has more of a a prominent role. I don't. I don't know if his contract is coming up. Uh, no, actually, actually, I do know his contract is coming up, and that's going to be one of those issues where do you re-sign Brian Cage or not? I would like to think that you do, but ultimately if you do, then what do you do with him? So, you know, this match served its purpose, but like I said, to I me— I think Brian Cage could make so much money in WWE. For sure. I think that he's like, he's carrying cross, but better for WWE. Like his look, wow! And, uh, you know that. Okay, another conversation for another time. Oh yeah, right. <laughs> like, go. So Danielson beats Brian Cage. MJF comes out. And first of all, I'm going to say that this is a good uh, character twist for MJF. Is that he's becoming sadistic instead of slowly but surely, like the roasting guy, because that can only last so long, and that doesn't. That's not a very good heel persona if you're going to be going against somebody as good or as serious as Brian Danielson. So I think that this is good. They've kind of shelved the uh, humor part a little bit. But they come out, and they're trying to break Brian Danielson's arm, and then Takeshita comes out. Takeshita comes out. Brian Danielson 
is in a he's in a stable. The and, Blackpool Combat Club. Now and at least one of them is Kayfabe style. Kayfabe style. Moxley is gone. Right. Wheeler Yuda is definitely there. Right. He, he's probably in the back eating like or drinking stop, a, drinking stop. a juice box or stop, something. Stop. And then uh Claudio's not apparently not in the building. Claudio's not there. So uh Tony Khan's back there changing Wheeler Yuda's diaper. And mm-hmm. so Takeshita has to come out and save Brian Danielson. Is there a kayfabe reason for this, Jason? Or is this just because they want to bring t- you know what? Takeshita would be better in the Black Hole Combat Club than fucking Wheeler Yuta. Oh, God damn. <laughs> Am I wrong? Is, is this shit on Wheeler Yuta segment? No. I, yeah, I, it's no, shit you're, on Wheeler no, Yuta no, segment. No, no yes, you're wrong. Is. You're wrong. No, Takeshita is a stand-up guy by himself. How you figure out how he gets from point A to point B, where I'm saying point A to right now, to point B to the top of the card, you figure that shit out. Where were you is in the right spot. They just booked him in the wrong way. This should have been Wheeler Yuta coming out to make the save. Somebody said it to me on Twitter, and they were saying, like, you know, Will Yuta and Daniel Bryanson don't get along, and that's probably, you know, that's the kayfabe reason why he didn't come out. That's kayfabe or shoot? No, that's kayfabe. Is that Wheeler Yuta and Brian Danielson don't get along? No, kayfabe, kayfabe style. Brian Danielson and Willie Yuta had a backstage uh, uh, tiff and Claudio came in the middle and we talked about this on the pod and we were like, okay, so this is like, you know, maybe this is Blackpool Combat Club splitting up. We don't know. Remind us of that. Okay. This is me being reminded of from somebody else because I was the same way like you. I'm like, okay, the wrong person is coming out. Takeshita has the link with both Daniel Bryan because Daniel Bryan's, oh, I'm sorry, Daniel Bryanson beat Takeshita and uh, Takeshita wrestled. And MJF talked a bunch of shit on him last last week or a couple weeks ago. Did they not wrestle? No, No, that was Takeshita. Okay. Either way, there's. MJF doesn't wrestle. Look, my bad. He works out. God bless him for it. Takeshita is, I guess, the the link between MJF and Brian Danson. So that's why Tony Khan had him come out. Like I said, if it was me, I'm with you. If you're in this faction, unless you're LIJ, <laughs> if your boy is out there getting worked, you run out there and help him. I say this with all due respect to Tony Khan because I love the product. I really do. But sometimes there is too many moving parts when he's trying to juggle that many people in that many stables and shit like that, see, no, this is see the Ethan Page, Matt Hardy thing. No, it's no, it's no. He needs to know that it makes storyline sense. It makes kayfabe sense to have somebody come down and uh, defend Daniel Bryanson, Brian Danielson, unless. When Brian Danielson is sitting back there with the doctor, he says something about how all his guys aren't there and thank you to Takeshita for saving him. But all he did was talk about is his arm broken. And he yelled at the doctor, am I good to wrestle? And the doctor said no. Anyway, I mean, that's fine. MJF cut a promo just a little bit later. We'll skip one segment. And we'll, uh, But MJF cut a little uh, promo where he said something that was, I 
had to I had to watch it three times to understand that I really saw it. He goes, "This is not." He goes, "Takeshita came down to save you." Takeshita, he said, "Take a shitta is still funny, but I know that's Takeshita." And he said, "It's not the first time a Jew has been chased off by a blue-eyed person." That's badass. <laughs> Like, I'm not really sure I got what it meant because Takeshita doesn't have blue eyes. Um, I don't know if Daniel Bryan has blue eyes. I, I, I guess. Doesn't I seem like I it. I don't. But what it meant, it seemed like it was invoking some sort of uh, Nazi thing. I, I, was, I thought it was something religious. I thought Jesus well, was my knee-jerk reaction. But saying that a this is not the first time that a Jew has been chased off by a blue-eyed uh, yeah, person. Uh, yeah, duh. That seems that has Nazi connotations to me. Okay, fair. Now, listen, that's a that's a throwaway line if you're just tuning into AEW Dynamite on Wednesday night and you're waiting for two and a half men or whatever. But when you do a podcast, <laughs> when you do a podcast. <laughs> Yeah, the guy says something like that. I was like, did Whoa. he just invoke the Nazis? <laughs> I'm like, damn. But I don't know if he was calling Brian Danielson a Nazi or. Yeah, that's that's why I was just kind of like, okay, wait. But he kept talking. I was like, God damn it. Anyway, shit. I thought it fucking ruled. That <laughs> was funnier than No, it, was, it made me pop. I was just like, whoa, what the fuck? And then he called in Timothy Thatcher for next week's match, which is going to be Timothy Thatcher versus Dana Bryan, which is if you watched. Timothy Thatcher's fight pit matches in NXT. One was against Ciampa, I think. One was against Riddle. Yes. Is that right? Yes. Then Timothy Thatcher versus Daniel Bryan might be a dream match for you because these guys are very similar. Thatcher is a psycho. And this match, I hope they give it 30 minutes. I'm not even gonna get get up get up get up that much hope, but twenty twenty five. Well, they're, they're not gonna give it either. But twenty twenty five minutes where Timothy Thatcher is legitimately going after the arm. This match is going to be good. It would be good, and ultimately sets up what the Iron Man match is to where you have a banged up Brian Danielson going against a very very fresh MJF. In the sixty-man Iron Man match, and that's where you're going to tell a tale where I think MJF goes over. But how you tell it, I'll let TK, TK do that shit. Something to look forward to though for next Wednesday will be Thatcher versus for sure uh, Brian Daniel. He so, gonna do it on uh over in that Norwich uh, show where uh, Darby Allen staying the whole shebang. He he had a uh, a singles match look good. So this last match, I don't know if it's because I am a girl dad now or if because I'm getting older and I recognize um, mortality a little bit more. But uh, Jay Briscoe passed away about nine or ten days ago. He was 38 years old. He was driving his 12-year-old daughter and his 9-year-old daughter to cheerleading practice or dance practice or something like that. Uh, got hit head-on. Uh, he was on his own side of the lane. There was, uh, okay. See, I, I just, <laughs> I didn't. 
I never really found out the details of it. I just knew that he was in a, a, a head-on collision, and somebody, that was it. Somebody swerved over on a two-lane highway, mm. and it was a head-on collision. Damn. Uh, one of his daughters, I think, is okay. The other, I one, think they're both now okay. The second one that had the paralysis, paralysis now has, uh, if I'm not mistaken, she has use uh, well has feelings in both her legs. And I thought that was earlier in the week, like Monday or Tuesday, feels right. Well, that's spectacular news. Um, there were rumors a couple of weeks ago, or right after he passed away, that Sinc- or not Sinclair TV, uh, Warner. Warner Brothers TV would not allow for a Jay Briscoe tribute, tribute show. Uh, it's unclear why, because they didn't... Well, I would have to guess it was because of the... Uh, the comments that he made, you know, years yeah, ago or whatever. Uh, I, I just, I find it hard, so hard to believe. And for the people not listening, I tried to avoid it last week because the guy just passed away. But he made some homophobic comments in 2013, came right back out after people called him on it. And he said, I'm wrong and I'm, I'm going to try to do better to learn about shit like that. By all accounts, except for that one. By all personal accounts, Jay Briscoe uh, was a great dude. So anyway, there were there was talk that Warner Television wouldn't allow them to do a tribute because for whatever reason they don't like the Briscoes, and I think that's the reason. The reason that I didn't report on that last week as the journalist is because I couldn't find a source for it. I know that there no, was sh- look. I know that there I know that there was shit going around Twitter. True, and I I called my people. True. And I could not get a source confirmed source for a confirmed source for what well, you guys ever seen the movie Spotlight, all the president's men. Mm. This is this is the way I'm acting towards this, and I couldn't find anything. No, I, I, I appreciate the fact that you're being responsible for you know protecting well, the pot. Well, I'm a journalist, journalist. <laughs> <laughs> so but apparently it's been confirmed to me this week, okay, that that was true. That really? It, that it was Warner TV that didn't want them to do it, and that Tony Khan rode super hard and was like, we need to do this. And so what ended up happening, they had the vignette that Jason and I talked about earlier, and then the main event was Mark Briscoe making his AEW network television debut. Debut, yeah. At the age of 38, he and his brother Jay, who passed away, were Irish twins, so they were born within 12 months of each other. That's each crazy. Other. And Jay Lethal, he's fighting Jay Lethal, who is an ROH uh, mainstay, uh, who has won all the belts and held them for all the time. And Jay Lethal walks down the ramp a mess. A mess. And I immediately, I'm starting to think, oh, fuck, is this going to make me cry? Am I going to cry watching this match? And Mark Briscoe, Jay Briscoe's brother, comes out with a fucking head full of steam, man, just ready to go. Doesn't look like anything's happened. Right. He acted the exact same that he always would. Yep. Even with his brother, who they, listen, they've won awards before, but the most prestigious award they've won Mm -hmm. is the Beefer last week. Tell it. For tag team match of the year, tell it against the Briscoes or against FTR in the double dog collar match. I I can only imagine 
<laughs> what it's like to do your living, to make a living with your brother. You're less than a year apart. Right. Like, I have a brother who's two and a half years apart, and I feel like he's my twin anyway. <laughs> and then, like, and also, what's up, Jake? And also, for that kid to, for that guy to die, and he's your older brother by ten months or right. eleven months or whatever, whatever. And his two little girls to be in the hospital after that, and it wasn't because, not that I'm, I'm not shaming anybody for doing anything wrong. It was just, it was a fucking accident. Right. You know, it was as random as it can get, you know. It could happen to anybody. Yeah. Jay Briscoe didn't do anything wrong. No. He was just driving his kids to fucking dance practice. And to have those guys have that match together, and then Jay Lethal walks up bawling again, and I'm like, Jay Lethal, what are you doing to me? You're just trying to make me Yeah, you're killing me, dog. You're fucking killing me. And Mark Briscoe walks up, and he, he hugs Christopher Daniels. I guess is really close with those guys. ROH, you know, yeah. long time guy. Smojo is too. Yeah, you know? but the whole the whole roster walks out on the ramp and they applaud, and that is something that that's something that wrestling gives you that is just not normal. It's uh, it's uh, the way that they the way they do tributes is right. also not normal. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's just completely unique. It was, and it, it was a it was a moving segment, and yeah. I was I was I didn't fall, but man, there were tears running down my face when Jay Lethal came out. That was it. That, that was, was it. it. I was like, man, you. I want him to keep it together because I want to keep it together. You know, Jay Lethal, like I said last week, Jay Briscoe took the ROH title off Jay Lethal. You know, basically, you know, Jay Lethal. In the height of his run, put Jay Briscoe over. So now you fast forward to this moment where there's no Jay, and now Mark is making his debut on AEW, and there there's no question about how this match is going to finish. It's just how we get there, okay? Jay Briscoe has to go over. And here comes Jay Lethal. I mean, God bless that dude. He held it together as best he could, and he did it better than I could. I mean, you know, the crowd, you know, was with him or whatever. They didn't even the, – the storyline with him and uh, Jeff Jarrett was basically put aside for, you know, about 20, 25 minutes, and everybody got together to to tribute Jay Briscoe in this amazing match. There's something about Mark Briscoe. Like, I expect Jay Lethal to just be devastated, you know, because – Kind of seems like a softy, whatever, you know. <laughs> people, people, people greet people greet differently, is what I'm saying. True. And he was grieving one way, and then I was all day. I was thinking about ever since Michael Wallace Seals posted on Friends of BFR on Facebook. I was like thinking about it. I was like, man, what's what's that gonna look like when Mark comes out there? And you know, Mark's missing all those teeth in the front, you know, and he looks. He's not. He doesn't look like Jay. No. Jay was the heartthrob. I mean, Mark, Mark. I know. I know. He was so good looking. Look, he's about no, they're both ugly as fuck. I'm about to say, look, man, both of them are married and got kids. I can't even talk about anybody at that point. I'll tell you what, though. You know how I always talk about I can't tell uh, tag teams apart? You can tell them motherfuckers apart, right? I can tell them apart because <laughs> one got teeth, the other one don't. No. Well, fucking Mark is just ugly as fuck. 
<laughs> he's so ugly. Anyway. I was gonna go with the easy part. Jesus anyway. Christ. Anyway, it was a it was a beautiful match, and I, honestly, and maybe it's like I said, maybe it's because I'm getting no, older. No, but it was very emotional for me. I was crying, dude. I was crying. <laughs> it fucking it was so good. It, it, it was a to me. They hugged at the beginning, yeah, and, and they then hugged and at then, the end, and then Mark uh, Mark won with Jay's finisher. Yeah, perfect. It was, it was it, just. I wish the whole. Two hours. When you hear that more, reach like, for the sky, boy, I got to get beginning. A, I got to get a shirt. That that to me is you know one of the things in twenty twenty three. I got to make happen. I got to get a Jay Briscoe shirt. Um, once again, this is where I want ROH to get, have its own its own brand because now you have Mark Briscoe ready to to lead this charge. Yeah, well, not even just. It, it, he can, you know, lead the ROH charge. You know, I'm not asking asking somebody to be his tag team partner right now is is a hard ask. If you want Mark Briscoe to do ROH, he probably needs to do it solo. Ultimately, I'm just glad that they got this match in on, you know, Dynamite. Like I said, I don't watch Rampage enough to where. I, you know, you, I missed Eddie Kingston's tribute or whatever. Th- I'm trying to think of who you could ask. Because he is the tag team. They are the tag team champions. Right. I'm trying to think of who you could ask to even make it, like, is it Jay Lethal? I mean, he was, he like, Jay Lethal was obviously the one that Mark said, hey, this is, the, the the James, this, the first match after my brother died. This is the match I want to have. Well, I mean, like I said, to me it makes sense because Lethal coughed up the title to Jay Briscoe. This is a nice introduction to. Well, they also said Excalibur or not Excalibur. Uh, fuck, sorry, ROH guys, I can't remember your name. The right white now. guy or black guy? The white guy. Uh, Ian Ring. Ian Ring. Yeah, Jesus Christ, and I can't. I can't even say his name. Ian Rigabani, and I still did. Pr- you can't say that. that. That's yeah. a pretty easy name. Ian, R- yeah. R- <laughs> anyway, he said that. Uh, he said that when Mark Briscoe, so when Jay Briscoe had the heavyweight, Mark Briscoe had the TV, and we can ask uh, High Five Time to correct us on this, and that Mark Briscoe, the only, or he went for the TV title, but the only one he couldn't beat was Jay Lethal. Okay. That, okay, and, and that makes sense, too. Okay. Anyway, b- bottom line is, you know, we're wrestling fans, so we get bogged down in this shit. But bottom line is, this was a beautiful segment and legitimately moving. Yeah, it, it, it's one of those times where I said it last week, you got to strike one iron and tie I wish the Bricks Girls could have came in immediately when AEW opened its doors and then you could have had, a, you know, maybe a different tag team division or whatever the case may be. But more importantly, it's a, it's a personal perspective to me. Tell the people in your love, in your life that you love them, that you love them every day. You know, be good to people, shit Jason, like that. Jason. You just don't know when it's going to end. Jason. I love you, man. Fuck. You <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the three count. Jason, just tell us what happened on New Japan real fast. Um, I, things- didn't, I didn't watch it. And then, hey, if you can fast forward. 
couple no, minutes, it's, and yeah. then we'll have the Royal Rumble prediction. Yeah, I, you know, I speak quickly. Things that you need to uh, look forward to. Uh, Shingo and uh, Sh- Great Okan had a uh, KOPW match, MMA rules. Uh, if you like MMA, this is something you might want to check out. If you like either guy, you, you there's something. This is something you might want to check out. I think that this is a. It was a good scenario where Shingo looked strong going into the Okada match, neither here nor there. From that point, other matches that are starting to come up, uh, Jay White versus Hikaleu, loser leaves town. Um, Akira and TJP catch 22 versus uh, Kanamaru and Doki. You know, if you're a Doki fan, this is a good time for Doki to, you know, get a little run. Uh, Will Ospreay versus Tai Chi is coming up here in a little bit. Obviously, we have Okada Easy versus up. Shingo. Um, and my missing thing, Bishiman versus TMNK, which would be Shane Haste and Mikey Nichols. They brought a couple beefers with them. I think that's pretty much it. Uh, no U.S. title. Oh, oh, Neverweight title, Tamatonga versus ELP. If Tamatonga loses, I think that might be a chance for him to go over to WWE. Um I think that's it. I think I covered it. That was our three count. <laughs> I, I told you that should have been the odd as it is. The three count should be the predictions, if you will. Don't talk over it. I'm sorry. Hold on, hold on a second. Hey, we'll rewind. Hey, we'll let's edit this part. This is banned from ringside. All right. So we got some Royal Rumble predictions. Oh, damn. I want to say this right now. I, okay. I took the shot without you because I no, figured no. it would flow better for the television. Because <laughs> people are watching us do this. So uh, I got to say, this is the most boring Royal Rumble in terms of how many winners there can be for, for the men's. For the men's, there's only... For the women's, too. Well, yeah, for the women's, too. But for the men's, there's only three. For the women's, there's only three. And I I had to struggle to get the third one. I don't even have a third one for the women's. All right, so we're going to do our predictions. I'm going to throw Zach's out last each time. Okay. Uh, I already have my picks for most of the stuff. Hold on. Jesus Christ. That top was the the absolute worst. Um, I'll just say this. I, I kind of agree with you on the fact that it, it's not been the best Royal Rumble build, but I think this is one of those times where you have some moving parts. See Cody, see Brock, other guys that... Wait, we're going to start in other matches first. Okay, I was going to filibuster, but please go ahead. You don't have to filibuster. Okay, so what we'll start with first is Bianca Belair versus Alexa Bliss in the singles match for the WWE Women's Raw Championship. Um, I'll let Zach go last. I'll go first here, okay? Okay. I went Bianca Belair. No reason to take it off her. It's an easy one. My Stone Cold Lead Pipe Lock of the Week. Ooh, look at you. Look at you. Um... I guess I'll, as much as I'm not a big Alexa Bliss fan, 
I'll play Davos Advocate for 30 seconds. Uncle Howdy's in play. And it's been a, a distraction leading up for Bianca Belair up to this match. Not a big Alexa Bliss fan. I don't think that she could. I mean, we kind of saw this on the the Raw match. Not that a big they had, Alexa Bliss fan? She's easy on the eyes. However, <laughs> for me to <laughs> look at Alexa versus Bianca Belair. When I literally saw Bianca Belair hold her hand out and Alexa swing, well, it's not like it's not like Bianca Belair is not easy on the eyes. I'm not this. I'm look. You asked me about Alexa Bliss. A black woman is my manager, not in the kitchen. <laughs> so would you please stop bitching? So in that scenario, it's hard for me to look at Alexa Bliss to consider her a competent, legitimate threat to Bianca Belair. The only reason I think that. Alexa wins this is that there is some fuckery coming around. Uncle Howdy, Bray, all in play, all should be in the Are you picking Alexa Bliss? No, hell no. I'm taking Fuck Bianca Belair. Jesus <laughs> Christ, man. I said, we also I said, I said Give these people what they want. I said if there was an argument for it, this is the argument. So we have Roman Reigns versus Kevin Owens. Uh, SmackDown was really fun with Kevin Owens stunning Roman Reigns and then putting him through a table. Love seeing that as a big KO guy. Of course. Uh, I went first. Oh, I should say that Zach went Bianca Belair there, too. So I'll let you go first on this one. I'll go okay. second. Zach will go third. Um, obviously, this is the another you know chapter in the Roman Reigns reign of terror, if you will. Sorry, MJF, but... It's got to be Roman Reigns at this point, right? Now, how we get there is the question. Does Sammy get involved? If he does, I'm assuming he does. How does he get involved? Is this a scenario where it, it looks a little iffy? You know, he might have been, you know, going for Kevin Owens. He clips Roman Reigns. You know, is this going to be an ongoing scenario? Ultimately, we kind of all think that Sammy and KO are going to take the titles off of the Usos. It kind of makes storyline sense as we slowly but surely creep there. Sami Zayn is going to be the ultimate wild card. I would love to see what happens. Maybe this is a scenario where they break up right there at uh, the Royal Rumble and you have Sami Zayn as a, a six-pack guy in the Elimination Chamber. Neither here nor there. Ultimately, at the end of the day, Ooh, it will the be the Tribal your... Chief. Okay, so you're taking Roman? Yeah. That was a long way around. So there was... Well, Sammy's the wild card. There was one way that... What I want to know is what the order the matches are going to be in. Because I think that there is a very, very, very outside chance. And this is just for fun. And I'm talking less than 1% chance. But... What if KO... What if Sami Zayn wins the Royal Rumble, but then KO wins the belt? And somehow The Rock gets involved. That way you could have The Rock and Roman Reigns plus Zam Sammy and Kevin Owens, and it wouldn't be the main event. Rock versus Roman Reigns would be the main event, but it wouldn't be for the belt. Part of me thought that for a second, and I liked the part of me that thought about that for a second. You know? I if was I like, may. I was like, this guy's cool. Okay, if I may. Uh, apparently, by several reports, um, 
not a journalist, so I, I haven't had a chance to confirm any of those, but apparently Rock is going to be out of the WrestleMania uh, Roman Reigns match. He says he's not in ring shape. Um, to me, that kind of makes sense. He got hurt in the the match against John Cena where he, he was he felt like he was in ring shape. Was that in like Fast and Furious 10 or something? Right around the time he was doing movies or whatever, and I can't remember what. That movie. was in a match? He hurt himself in the match against the, John Cena? Uh, the original. Seven years ago? The original John Cena rock match, if I'm not mistaken, that's the one he got hurt in. And he was shooting a movie at the time, and that had to push the movie back. So are you saying The Rock's not going to be there? That's I'm, confirmed? Or are you getting worse? <laughs> I'm not the journalist. I'll, 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 I'm not the journalist. You're not the journalist. I checked I'm my not sources. the journalist. I'll what? let you do your job. Since you've been talking, I texted. I reached out to my sources. They said The Rock is still a possibility. And he very well could be. And I very well could be getting worked. But I'm going under the assumption that The Rock is not going to be a part of Royal Rumble, a.k.a. slash WrestleMania. Okay? Because all right. it's all going to go to that point. Regardless, yeah. All this was to say that I no, I need my actual pen. All this was to say that I mean I'm taking Roman Reigns. Hmm. Like I'm not taking anybody else besides hmm. Roman Reigns. No, I, all I ask is the last time we saw these two guys was in a match where the handcuffs couldn't get clicked off in time for the twenty count. Last man standing. Oh man, I forgot about that. <laughs> Anyway, I'm taking <laughs> I'm taking Roman Reigns. There's no bless you. There's Thank no you. reason to belabor the point. Bray Wyatt versus LA Knight in a Mountain Dew pitch black match. Jason's favorite soda. <laughs> I don't know if you're gonna, I'm going to go this is my favorite soda, but it, it's been my soda favorite soda for a period of time in my life. If it's not Bray Wyatt, then who is it? I mean, goddamn. Kudos to LA Knight. I was saying it to uh, Tinder Mahal on Monday night. He's, uh, I think it, the the the, uh, the segment came up, and I was like, you know, I have to give LA Knight all kinds of credit. He at least is invested in this part. He can talk. Okay, the L.A. Knights, if you haven't seen the L.A. Knights segment by himself and it's a commercial for Mountain Dew Pitch Black and he's, you know, he's hyping up the Pitch Black match. It doesn't have, you know, Bray Wyatt in it, anything. It's just him talking. And I was like, well, goddamn, you know, I don't even know what the fuck this match is. But L.A. Knight kind of has me convinced that this might be good. Like I said last week. If this is a match that goes under the same, I guess, pattern where it was the Firefly Funhouse match with uh, John Cena or the um, the match against Randy Orton where you had the maggots on the ground or whatever, it's going to be a big-ass flop. Somehow, some way, it has to incorporate the vision that Bray Wyatt has but a little wrestling as well. It has to be somewhere in the I would gray. like to see Bray Wyatt wrestle a little bit. I feel, all, like, I feel like I've been saying this for six weeks. We all do. Wouldn't but mind I, seeing him wrestle. This might be a part wrestling, but I think that 
somehow, some way, the how Uncle Howdy angle comes in, and that's how you get the fuckery in. I'm picking Bray. It just I, I have. It's not. It's not my shower match. But Ooh, what is the shower match here? I don't know. There's. I don't shower. think there's a shower match. I'll be. I'll be coming home from uh, work after uh, on Saturday night, so I'll be ready to watch this shit. So I'm supposed to go to Joey's house, but I have so many people in town because of my uncle. Oh. And like, I just don't know if it's gonna work. So I might be watching over here with Vice. Hopefully, uh, if you're listening, Vice, uh, either we're watching over here or we're driving out to Joey's house. Unless you want to go out to Joey's house by yourself, which I would understand. So, totally. let's get to uh, the Royal Rumbles. Okay. Damn, that's it? That It's the it's the three single matches in the... Okay, fuck I'm, it. I'm sure there'll probably be another one. But let's talk about the Women's Royal Rumble. I want you to give you... By the way, we're all the same on everything here. Everybody's got Bray, everybody's got Roman, everybody's got Bianca. So, here... I'll say best. Zach and I are a little different. I've already written down my picks. I'll go uh, first. So, go ahead and go first. We're, uh, we're going Women's top Royal three, Rumble. least to most? Yes, least okay. to most. And it's five points, ten points, or fifteen points. Okay, so, least to most, I'm going as... Somebody that I didn't think about until Zach brought her, brought her up. I'm going as uh, Raquel Rodriguez is number three. Yep. I think she's going to get that cane push, whatever you want to call it, where she's going to start throwing a bunch of people out, but ultimately doesn't win. Sets her up for long-term possibilities down the line. Number two, I'm going to go Rhea Ripley. It makes total sense because in the sense where you can match her up against Charlotte, makes sense. Match her against Bianca Belair. She's had a long-term you know, title match that apparently they forgot about in the Vince era, and that hasn't happened. You can do that as well. Number one, there's always has to be somebody that makes records and breaks. Wait, who's your number two? Rhea's number two. Okay, and Raquel's, Raquel's number three. three. Okay, yep. So number one has to, to me is somebody in this scenario. There has to be somebody that breaks the glass ceiling, that does something that's different that that no other woman has done yet. Somebody that can wrestle Charlotte or Bianca, or if dare I say Alexa loses or beats Bianca, Shayna Baszler. I'm going Becky Lynch, number one. Becky Lynch has won the, the World Rumble. She can be a two-time winner right now. It can make sense, and everybody walks away. People that you can see coming in, Asuka, a.k.a. Kana, um, show, uh, Chelsea Green. She's basically de- deactivated all her crazy shit. Yeah, um, so, yeah you're, okay, but those aren't people that can win. Kana is on is honorable mention. A.K.A. Asuka Comes back as her kind of Representation She's been gone for a hot minute Don't get all hipster No, I'm Look, I'll get Look You mean Asuka? Asuka comes back But they were been They've been teasing this That's why I'm saying Kana is a outside in Any other surprises you're expecting? Um, On the women's side it's nobody that I can think. Chelsea Green is probably the biggest name that's not on the WWE what a radar. Name. 
not saying it's a massive name. I'm just saying that's the one th- name that I can think of off the top of my head. Think there's any chance that Sasha Banks shows up? Zero. Okay. All right. So on the men's side, so we're gonna go our least to most. I'll go first this time. Good. I got to pee. Oh, and I will say that last time Zach had Raquel Rodriguez as three, Liv Morgan as two, and Rhea Ripley as one. Uh, for the men's side. So I'm going least to most. I think that there's only three people that can win this particular men's Royal Rumble, the 2023 Royal Rumble. And I don't like saying this. I wish there was more people, but there is not because there is only one heavyweight title holder. And that heavyweight title holder is Roman Reigns. So you can only think of the three people that would be there to to fight Roman Reigns. Who are the three guys that are big enough to fight Roman Reigns? It's not Kevin Owens. It's not Seth Rollins. It's not any of those people. It's not Austin Theory. It's not Bobby Lashley. It's not Brock Lesnar. It's not John Cena. There's only three guys it could be. And the three guys are the Rocket Three. Would be unbelievable if it happened. So much fun if it happened. I got giddy thinking about it earlier tonight. But it's not going to happen. And the second one would be Sami Zayn. And I think that there's just way more story to tell there, and they can tell way more story with the Elimination Chamber. They could do the same thing if Sami Zayn won. But I think with WWE tells you who's going to win, you need to believe them, and that answer is Cody Rhodes wins the Royal Rumble. Cody Rhodes versus Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. Jason, what do you think? Kind of same names, but just in a little bit different order. Um, honorable mentions, Drew McIntyre. Um, I think Nick Aldis is a guy that's going to come in. I would expect him to come in and ride around the Cody Rhodes spot. Um, Matt Cardona, a.k.a. Zack Ryder, I think is another guy that can come God in. Damn it, you stole my fucking thunder. <laughs> and, and make an entrance. Cause I was going to talk about uh, other guys. Okay, yeah, okay. Um, Go ahead. Keep going. Three guys that the top three guys in in least to most. Um, you got McIntyre third. No, 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 no. I said I don't mention. Um, God damn. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna stick to my guns. I'm gonna go Brock with three. Anytime Brock's in the Royal Rumble, he's in play. Sami Zayn should probably be in this spot. You say Brock. Brock at three. Okay. Sami Zayn should probably be in this spot. But once you introduce Brock Lesnar, all all things are going, you know, it's it's Brock Lesnar or until you show me otherwise. That's where I was going to say the Hurt Business all eliminates Brock Lesnar together. And that's how you get Lashley versus Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania. Now, I know you dismiss Seth Rollins, but I'm going to put him at two. Um, Seth Rollins is... If you go, if if you're going to go with Baron Corbin as the last guy that pinned Roman Reigns, Seth Rollins is the last guy that beat Roman Reigns. D- 
disqualification, obviously, in Royal Rumble here at at St. Louis. I was but there. he won that match. So there is a connection there. He's as hot as he's ever. He's as hot as he's been since he's won the title. Even before that, you know, him going into the a WrestleMania versus Brock is probably as hot he's been anywhere else. I'm going Seth with two, but I agree with everybody else. They played their hand, and that's why I think Rock is not going to show up because they showed their hand. I'm going with Cody Rhodes, number one. Cody Rhodes wins the Royal Rumble 2023. Very interesting. Well, you and I both have Cody winning. Uh, Zach has Cody at number two. Zach has Sami Zayn at number one. God bless him. Well, this, uh, you know, I said. God bless him. There is only three people that can win. No. But there, there is a number of ways that they can go with the bloodline storyline. Okay. I should say. Which is, you know, Sammy turning good, Sammy turning bad. They could have Sammy and Jay turn against Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns could come into WrestleMania as a babyface. They could do all <laughs> sorts of shit. Nah, Roman Reigns is coming in as this straight up heel. Okay, so who are your predictions? For the Royal Rumble of fun guys that could come in. You said Matt Cardona. Nick Aldis, I think, is a – it's not the slam dunk. I think Cardona saying, is the slam dunk. But Nick Aldis has not been anywhere around since he's been uh, released from NWA. You're saying Jay White is a 0% chance. I won't say – I won't say zero because you never say never in professional wrestling. But if I'm not mistaken – this is not a Carl Anderson scenario where Carl Anderson was freelance to go from point A to point B. A lot of times they have number 30 designated. This year they don't. They have no numbers designated. Because sometimes they have number one designated too. Who do you think is going to be number one? Dolph Ziggler. That's a good guess. Somebody that can go for 20, 25, 30 minutes. What I'm rooting for is something like a tag team that comes in one, two, like Montez Ford, Angelo Dawkins. Okay. And now, if you wanted to go that, that route. That would be fun. And have Montez Ford last the last four. Like, dude, that'd be, that's over an hour. If he gets to that point, that's over an hour. I think Montez Ford has the cardio. I'm, we don't know. We don't know. If you did. If he you can run, just lay outside for a while. Okay, if you if you got He's to, you go. <laughs> I was about to say you you have a whole fucking good, uh, mixer over there. I said it last week where I was like, you know, yeah, Monte hit it. He's eating up. <laughs> He's eating up. I was about to say, God forbid. He's eating up. He's eating up. <laughs> if, He's eating up. All right. He's eating up. He's eating up. He's eating up. Here's my point with Montez Ford, and I said it last week. If if there's a guy that's the underrated guy, this is the guy that that is my underrated guy for WWE. If you want to make him underrated, this is a golden opportunity to do so. Well, no doubt. But the thing is, it took him 13 years to figure that shit out with Kofi Kingston, though. Like, it just they just might have to be told it sometime. Montez, Montez Ford doesn't look like Kofi Kingston, though. I mean, you. We've seen how he he was like skinny mini, but he can jump out the building. Now he's put on muscle mass, 
and he looks like a legit guy. Where God forbid, if you broke up the street profits right now, right now, Montez Ford is in play. He could be one of those guys that, like you said, he couldn't win it, but he could be in that Final Four right now because he's stuck to Montez Ford. I, I, I hate to use the word stuck to Montez Ford. I'm sorry, Daniel Darkens, but nah, you get my point. That's too rough on Angela Dawkins. Though. Come on, man. That's too rough on Angela Dawkins. What are you talking about? Come don't don't sit up. Don't sit up here and act like you've been fucking you know campaigning for Angela Dawkins like it's Vikingo all of a sudden. Don't act like that. You're, you're right. It's the exact opposite of Vikingo because the Vikingo thing is a bit because I said <laughs> that I'd never heard of him. But the Angela Dawkins thing, you I find the tapes, dude. I've been saying Angela Dawkins is pretty fucking good on his own. Now. When they separate them, I've also said this. When they separate them, I hope they don't do it like they did Ose and Tucker, even though Angela Dawkins is way better than Tucker. And <laughs> <laughs> that in that Tucker basically just got dropped. I mean, and Otis is still there. But what I'm saying is Angela Dawkins is pretty good. Montez Ford could be great. Yes, he could be in Bad Boys 5. As one of the as the Will Smith or Martin Lawrence characters, that's how good he is. He he is charisma. He looks the part. He is he had he, he like you said he has charisma. He's charisma personified. Okay, so all we ask is Bron Breaker. Bron Breaker is also going to make it. Yeah, that, yeah. Okay, that, that was going to be my next question. You're the NXT guy running around here. I haven't watched it in a couple of weeks. Is he going? Bron Breaker will be in the Royal Rumble. It, is that's he my gonna be, gold lead pipe lock of the week. Okay, so that's the second one. So, is he going to come in as NXT champion? Yeah, he's going to come in as NXT champion. That is my stone cold lead pipe lock of the week. Okay. Does he have a match this weekend? I thought him and Grace Wall was going to wrestle. Dude, I have not. Jesus Christ! I missed. I missed NXT. I don't remember what's going on. Are they having a match this weekend? I thought they were going to wrestle. Yeah, this is Royal Rumble weekend, so I'm assuming they would. They would do Vengeance Day first, and then the Royal Rumble later on that uh, Saturday night. I told you several weeks ago, in the last couple times that there have been NXT pay per views, I have said, bet against Ron Breaker at your own peril. That guy will win until he doesn't win. I will bet on him, and then I'll just take the loss. Ron Breaker's going to win. I said that. I'm not, I'm not, no, I'm not, I'm, I'm not disagreeing with that you said it. I'm just thinking this is the – This would be the This time. feels like a really good time to do it. He's a stud, man. He is He is a natural. Yeah. There's no other what, way to what, say it. What more, what, more can, what more can Ron Breaker do on the NXT level? That's a good point. I'll bet against him <laughs> at my own peril. I will not bet against him. Okay. Braun Breaker wins. Braun Breaker walks in as the NXT champion. Look, like I said. In fact, they probably want him to walk in as the NXT champion. They probably want that. They want him to walk down that ramp at number 11 or number Whatever, yeah. or some shit. Yeah, early. Holding that belt. And he's going to whip ass. He's going to knock a couple maximum male models or a couple Los Lotharios or guys like that out of there. It's going to be weak at the beginning, and it's going to pick up towards the end. That's what happens. Does he I've cross? Does he, cro- does he cross paths with Brock Lesnar? Now that would be fun. 
that would be badass. I was more thinking he was going to cross paths with Braun Strowman. That him and Braun Strowman, and he's probably he's probably like a full foot shorter than Braun oh, yeah. Strowman. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> but just suplex his ass. <laughs> right. right. Fuck you. <laughs> it was like Darby it. Allen versus Samoa Joe. Okay, that there it is. That's why. But I'm I'm a, I'm a Survivor Series guy because I like the, the I like factions and I like seeing factions I'm, versus factions right. going together. But this is why you like Royal Rumble because guys, especially when there's still a quote unquote brand split, guys that you don't see on one brand. Well, NXT. SmackDown is definitely a brand. Oh yeah, 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 for sure, for sure. Braun, well, let's see. Braun Breaker is it should be a let's guy. Let's see that's, Braun Breaker versus Strowman. So, yeah, or Braun Breaker versus uh, Lesnar, or Braun Breaker versus Lashley. Or, you know, because these are going to be these matches that you, you kind of want to see any other right away. Any other uh, surprise entrance? I'm sure I'm missing one. Edge, um, uh, Edge Cena. Yeah. You think? You Cena, the, Cena, yes. Uh, you think Cena, the Rock shows up? So you're saying the Rock doesn't show up? No, um, I'm I'm go- I'm going with the fact that I remember the. You said you said Nick Aldis. That's not mind blowing. It, it's a, it's 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 not going to be mind blowing, but he's a free agent. It would be fun, yeah. and he has a Cody Rose connection. Sure, of course. So <laughs> to, for me, that makes. What, we start what, thinking what number does Cody come in? If Cody wins, what number is he? 20. Come? That's pretty good. I was going to say 19. It feels like it's... Final four. Cody, Seth... Okay, I'm going to say... I'm just going to say this for posterity. Okay. Cody, Seth, Sammy, Montez Ford. <laughs> um, I'll go. I'll throw Sammy in there as a third. And then, you're right. The Rock's not showing up. I mean, it's just mm, who has all connections to the other. It, it's not going to be Dolph Ziggler. Um, I can't think of a fourth. I can't think of a fourth. Um, somebody big. Um. Big guy, big guy, big guy. Braun, Braun Strowman. Okay, there you go. I'll throw a Braun Strowman in. Braun Strowman, Seth, Cody, and Sammy. This is banned from ringside. Hey, everybody. We got some birthdays this week. We got uh, Road Warrior Hawk. R.I.P. <laughs> I already had this conversation. 66. Uh, Evil is 36. Mercedes Monet is 31. 30, 31. Mm. Oh, Jesus. Jesus. I just saw it the other day. Oh, yeah. I bet you did. <laughs> I bet you did. Uh, Seamus is 45. Sonata is one year, exa- exactly one year and two days younger than Evil. Sonata is 35. Hardcore. Bob Holly, 60. Seems like a total dick. He, he probably is. He, uh, he feels like a MJF kind of dick. Giant Gonzalez is three years younger than Bob Holly. He's fifty-seven. Uh, best known for being the worst of the Undertaker's Taker's WrestleMania streak, yeah. matches, Oof. but 
not, it's not his fault. <laughs> Wait a minute. Guy was trying his best. Man, that motherfucker could barely move. Are you kidding me? It wasn't his fault. How's <laughs> it not his fault? It's Vince's fault. It's no, Vince's he, fault. It's Vince's fault. It's Vince's he was, fault. He was a fucking. It's Vince's fault. He Fair was enough. hurting. Fair enough. He was 27 at the time. Uh, Becky Lynch <laughs> is 36. Two time World War War winner. Drake Maverick, a.k.a. Rockstar Spud, mm. is 40. Happy birthday, you little bastard. I remember we got all got work. That motherfucker cried when he was getting ready to get fired. Next thing you know, we looked up, he got hired again. You motherfucker. Dave Finlay is 65, and Ronda Rousey is 36. <laughs> What's funny about that? She ain't going to be at the World Rumble, bitch. <laughs> Hey, everybody, we know there's tons of podcasts to listen to, so we appreciate you guys listening to ours for Tender Mahal. Check. For Patriot Path, for Check. Murray the Merman Murray, for Check. Lucha Chris, Check. for Vice, Check. for my cats, for my Check. dog, for Check. my wife, Check. for my kids, Check. for two beers, Zach Pullman. Double we Check. missed a two beer. We'll see you next week. For my, my brother. One of my best friends in the entire world for Jason Cornelius. Thank you, sir. Double check. Black Lives Matter. Check. Uh, Support your local weed dealers. Support your local restaurants and boo the heels. Boo! Bitch.